0: <laughs> I'm glad we started recording this. Yeah. Awesome, perfect timing.
1: Hello and welcome to the Drunken Fan Podcast, your home for everything DFW sports, which includes bad takes. Hot takes, cold takes, basically anything but right takes, um, left takes. I guess you could say. That was a bad joke. I didn't have that. This is my second shot at
0: this. And and you made it worse. And I've gotten worse. Yeah, every time we've tried this, it gets I've worse. Gotten
1: worse. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you that if you like what we're doing, please like and subscribe on your podcast platform, on you know Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Go ahead and drop a review. Uh, And you can follow us on Twitter at DrunkenFan and the number one uh, on the Twitter machine. And then, if you so choose, you can shoot us an email at DrunkenQuestions at gmail.com. We guarantee that we will read it because, well, we don't get many. So, we might not read it on the air, but we might talk about it on the air. And uh, we welcome any and all feedback. We're not, you know... No promises. We might cry ourselves to sleep over it. We might not. I don't know. It just depends. I, I am uh, your um,
0: wronger host, Mal, and I'm your wronger host, Cameron. Wronger, irk. Wrong, wronger. And I, I, I wanted to say co-host. Wrong and wronger. Yes, I was. But then it, then it. I stopped at the host you know and so it, that was meant to be on the host not on the Urk. oh uh, so yeah do you want to restart this no. again? <laughs> we do yeah, we're coming, it, coming it's, to it's to you gonna from get worse that,
1: coming to you from that urk host
0: uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah very west good west
1: coast you know east coast Urk coast
0: where this is Urk coast yeah all right yeah, yeah i'm glad yeah, we got yeah. that out of the way <laughs> do we have a do we have a fun fact this week
1: So, uh, listeners, uh, what listeners? Uh, Oh, did we not have any this week? Well, no, we, we did, uh, the, I should be more prepared for this, considering this is my second shot, uh, the furthest away listener was from Ashburn. Virginia.
0: Yes. All right, Ashburn. You, you almost had it last week and now you got it this week. I know you stuck it out. I still want to know who it is. Like it like if it still wh- haven't gotten in. Yeah, I know. Majors. Ashburn drunken fan questions at gmail.com. Please. I'd like to know more about you. I want to know. And we're going to we're about to learn more about where you live than about you, bud. So get it together. Bro. Maybe. May, OK, don't be Ashburn. We love you. Don't don't be don't be mean to our. Con- most consistent listener I know
1: we dropped Nashville
0: oh really Nashville stopped uh, oh, so buddy. On, buddy. oh buddy buddy oh come on now Nashville you were in the running but now now Asheville is just kicking the shit out of you Ashburn Jesus. damn it I did that last year too I did <laughs> last that last year god damn <laughs> I did that last week too
1: oh oh
0: Oh, okay. There's a couple of uh... well, like you said last week. There's a fun fact about everywhere. This is there's multiple fun facts. Uh, there are
1: a, a a few more than a few professional athletes from Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, Jonathan Allen, a defensive end for the Washington football team. Ashley Caldwell, an American freestyle skier Olympian. Taylor Clark, American pres- professional baseball player. Nate Davis, Tennessee Titans offensive lineman. Uh. And Trace McSorley, the uh, Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback, okay, former Notre Dame quarterback.
0: Yeah, there you go, Ashburn. Wait, Notre Dame? I don't know. Michigan? I don't know. Ashburn, let us know. He's your. Uh, he didn't play in the Big Twelve. I can tell you that. He's your. He's your love child. Yeah. So thank you, Ashburn, for sticking it out with us. Hopefully, we give you. We keep you this week too. So yeah, if, you, if they
1: just they just love sports there and uh they they listen to any and every opinion they can find apparently
0: <laughs> well here's hope here's hoping that we get an email from them. like this is me this is me begging pleading send us an email ashburn calling you out we are we want we, we want to know we want to know who you are like joe oh my god
1: i want to know
0: yeah nice that that is a good song oh yeah yeah it's a great song oh yeah that was on now i now that's what i call music for Four. yeah and now they're on like 4d oh they're i think they're way past that yeah i think so yeah like they're like the, they do they used to do it once a year now they do it every like three months
1: every yeah yeah for real yeah
0: and billy eilish has been on every single one of them over the last are they really still making it like does oh anybody yeah buy
1: cds anymore oh
0: i don't know but yeah they still make the now that's what i call music cds they should,
1: it just should be now that's what i call a spotify playlist
0: yeah yeah oh you know what i bet you anything it's on there probably so but i mean i guess they try and keep it relevant for people that still buy cds but it's a dying breed good time to get into print media yeah so anyway how are you buddy
1: yeah living living Mm. i've been waiting on a shipment of uh, cbd stuff oh yeah from hawaii three weeks Mm -hmm. that that's the thing it said it was, it's a company in Hawaii, but it said it shipped from Kentucky, which is, it was literally like four hours away and it had no updates for two weeks. And, uh, then I finally still no updates, but I looked up, like, looked up the tracking number on my own and it said it was out for delivery. And I was like, Oh, awesome. And then it said available for pickup at the post office. And they went to the post office and they were like, no, it's not here. Must be on the truck. And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" So then I went to the other post office, and they were like, "We definitely don't have it." So I went back to the original post office today, and being what the time of year it is, I'm not joking. The line
0: was like out the door. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. Not even just the time of year, but
1: and it wasn't a social distanced line. Out yeah, the door. I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. think
0: so. Not in, not in southeastern Tennessee. Nope. <clears throat> there, what is social distancing? Gas station attendants aren't even wearing masks anymore. But first vaccine like administered today. Today, we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. So, uh, you want to just talk, you want to dive into this and start talking about the stars? Because that really, like, this has been a huge, huge action packed week for Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex Sports. Uh So, we can talk about the stars. Theirs is, uh, believe it or not, with everything that has come out about them and all of the divisions realigning, uh, that is actually the most, um, unimpressive, biggest impacting news that has happened so far. So we can, uh,
1: that's the best way to phrase that.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm (laughs) sorry. I was trying to stall time, trying to find it. I don't know where it is.
1: It was the least eventful.
0: Yes, it was. Yes. Thank you so much. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. I should have had this pulled up. Just like
1: the segment so far.
0: Well, the the one thing is that's driving me nuts is that uh, freaking (laughs) Matthias Yanmark is, or not Matthias Yanmark. Mark Pesic is wearing number thirteen, and there are so many people that are upset about this that they, uh, that everyone's like, "How are you going to do Matthias Yanmark like that?" And I'm just sitting here going, "Guys." it's going to be okay. You know, like yanmark has gone. It's not like we were going to put his numbers into the rafters. Everyone just relax. This happens. It's an occupational hazard that comes consistently. And it doesn't even matter that the stars went on a big, huge Stanley cup finals run. This happens every time a player leaves. And then it's like, Oh, well they're going to wear this number. And I like, I, I just I just don't get it. Those fans are everywhere, and I can't I, I just can't explain it. So, <clears throat> yeah,
1: I, eh, eh, well. I get. I mean, I get that that Gianmark, his production wasn't exactly uh, what you would want as a fan, but hit him as a person, like he was a fan favorite, even though you just never really saw the the full potential there. So it makes sense that they would move on, but uh, at the same time, I do understand that you know people are a little bit disappointed that he's not going to be in town anymore dressing up like woody for halloween
0: you know yeah so it's but it's just still it's still but it's like come on man come yeah i on. know like it like this happens like come i get if why we can,
1: if we can see john wetland in a yankees uniform we can see matthias Janmark in mark in a blackhawks
0: uniform i get why people were upset whenever Alexiat came back and wanted to wear the number two I get why people would be upset about that, even though I'm not sure Darian Hatcher's number is ever going to go to the rafters. I just don't think it will. I think it should. I yeah. You know, well, we'll agree to disagree on that one so far. Uh, for for the time being. That can be another bonus episode, but uh, yeah. But so here but, I mean, he
1: was. He was a he was a solid defenseman in a time where defense was a, an afterthought.
0: He, solid defenseman is a is a very loose. Term there, he's he was a big body that could just ram into people. That doesn't mean that he was a great defender.
1: Okay, but that's what I'm saying is that's kind of how they were playing defense at that time.
0: I know, I know, but it's just that still doesn't mean that he that doesn't mean that he was a great defender. Like that's it's 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 I one of those things great. that he I said solid. I would even say solid. Like he was just a big body. He was just out there to get in the way. Is all it was, which is fine. But I just don't think that because I mean
1: they didn't. Even, I think you should get your your number retired solely because. He broke Jeremy Roenick's jaw.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just think that if we're going to be talking numbers that need to go to the rafters, I oh, there's, just there's numbers that are ahead of absolutely. That. I still think that number ten should be considered for Brendan Morrow. Uh, they, but anyway, well that that can be another bonus episode that we yes. can talk about. But yeah, I, I think Darian Hatcher, he's not next in line. But I get why people would be upset why Alexiak would wear that because there are a lot of people that sympathize with you and they mm-hmm. say that he should go and no one should ever wear number two. And I get that. But thirteen, Yanmark, guys, let's just let's just relax. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing here is that with the NHL and Canada not allowing non essential traffic to and from or in and out of the country, that means that there's gonna be an all Canadian division, and that means that everyone else is screwed whenever it comes to if they had Canadian teams in their division, you know, the metropolitan and the Pacific and all that stuff. So (laughs) what do you do? You realign everything. And I got to say, man, I am a huge fan of the new division that the stars are in because you get to, you get to bring back old rivalries and you get to kind of spark some new ones. And we're not sure just yet whether or not the, um, like since the Canadian teams can only play each other, they, I'm not sure, and I haven't read reports yet that said that you're that everyone is just playing within their division because the other thing is, is that the start date is tentative for January 13th, mm-hmm. and they're only going to play a 56-game schedule. Yep. <clears throat> so the biggest question is, is how many of those games are going to be outside of your division? Should there be games outside of your division at all? But And what they are proposing the Ooh. NHL is is that they're going to be doing like baseball does, 3-4 game series. Mm-hmm. And then you go home for a week, then you come back, then you play another 3 or 4 game series with the same team. Mm-hmm. Then back and forth, back and forth. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room to be playing teams that are going to be outside of your division. No. Which not really. I absolutely love this idea. I just I hope that that's all that they're doing. Nothing has come out yet, but here are the Stars team here is the Stars division here. The Anaheim Ducks, which I'm still mad about 2013-2014. The Arizona Coyotes, which they were getting really really chippy there uh right before the pandemic hit. Like there was a game that happened uh early on in the season where it like the 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 penalty minutes were huge, fights were all over the place, and then I remember looking at it going, "Oh, they don't play them again until February." And then uh so this will be another thing where like this hatred between these two teams because there's rumors that whenever Seattle comes in to the they're going to have to put him in the Pacific. So that means that Arizona is the odd man out and now they're going to have to come to the Central. And there are rumors that Arizona is going to be moving to Houston. So, it's it's going to be great to see that new rivalry kind of take form here. Then you're also bringing back in the Kings and the Sharks, which before there was a before the big division realignment in 2015, the stars were in the Pacific, and they would the sharks, especially, and the stars hate each other. They always have. That's why it was so weird for Pavelski to sign with the Stars, just because we just all hated each other. Whenever you go to the Shark Tank and the Stars are playing there, uh, the fans boo at the national anthem whenever they sing the part "Stars." So, like the Stars fans are all real big about. Oh, say it does that star spangled? You know. They boo whenever the word stars are saying, so it's just it's it's great to see that rivalry. Uh, But at least they're not kneeling. Facetiousness, there I promise. (laughs) Facetiousness, there, guys. Um, Facetiety. We'll figure it out. Shrinked, shrunked. Uh, Then the Golden Knights are now in the Stars division, which everyone knows how the season ended for the Golden Knights. Dennis Garyanoff in overtime, game five. So that'll be a good new rivalry. And then you've got the Avalanche and the Blues that are in the central that are gonna be joining the stars. So that first of all, I want to say that perfect. Perfect. I love it because there are just enough bad teams in there and enough good teams to where it's not gonna be like, oh well, this this team, this division right here is gonna have a, a clear-cut winner. I mean, I think if you look at it, I think that the three teams that are going to be competing for the top prize in that division is going to be the Stars, the Avalanche, and the Golden Knights, because I think that the Blues have moved on from Jake Allen, which I get it, but at the same time, Jordan Bennington, he just had a huge fall from grace whenever the playoffs started. Like He looked good going into, going into the pandemic break, but then came back and just crashed and burned. So is that team's figuring him out, or is did he just struggle to get his feed, to his feeding, his footing underneath him? Like who knows? So, but I just think that I just think that the Stars and the Avalanche and the Golden Knights are going to be those teams that are going to be competing for this, because everyone else that's on the West Coast is awful. So it's going to be fun to to see where this goes. And I think that if the Stars finish anywhere less than the top two in this division, then you're going to be in trouble. And with a 56 game season, you don't have a whole lot of time. Like you can't start one seven and one again, and expect to recover as like the stars did. So it's gonna whenever it, whenever it comes time to get going, it's pedal to the metal, and you don't have you don't have any time to you don't have any time to afford losing streaks, big long losing streaks like you could in an 82 game season. So. This is a this is a fantastic job by Gary Bettman in the NHL. And I just cannot stand whenever I went to the draft, whenever it was in Texas, that like and everyone was booing him. I'm just sitting here looking around being like, These better not be stars fans that are booing him because he's bringing a winner classic. He's brought the draft. He brought he allowed the franchise to come to Texas. You know, it's just Anytime Gary Bettman ever comes to a Dallas Stars home game, he needs to be cheered, because this man has just been handling the COVID pandemic perfectly, and he's been treating the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and pretty soon, hopefully, the state of Texas really well whenever it comes to hockey, whenever a team gets relocated or an expansion team gets brought into Houston, so... We'll see, but uh, that's really that's really all the stars news. Uh, I'm 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 thinking that we're gonna wait and do like true expectations whenever the schedules are released, and I can, and we can see what it's really gonna be like. But I'm telling you, like anything but anything but the Western Conference Finals this year again, I think is going to be a for obvious reasons. But I just like you look at it, and it's like oh well, you just get in and you got your chance. But this stars team is pretty much the exact same team coming back and i i don't see how with rick bonus leading the charge here and his new stamp on this team i don't see how getting to the western conference finals is completely out of reach here's hoping they don't meet colorado in one of those first two in the first two rounds because man that colorado team is stacked now and they're hungry for more especially after how they were eliminated in game 7 so that's all i've got for the stars I,
1: just real quick, the one thing that I'm not excited about, because when you're talking about the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, not redistribution, but the realignment of the conferences, I was hoping that they would go with a little bit more, you know, geographically, like it would make more geographical sense as far as, you know, Dallas being In near the middle of the country, playing teams near the middle of the country as an East Coast, as a a Dallas fan living on Eastern time, having to watch stars games on West Coast time is brutal. And I like there are going to be games that I'm not going to get to watch because they're on the West Coast. So as much as you love it, I'm like,
0: I deem your argument frustrating. frustrating.
1: It's frustrating. I'm not going to say it's bad.
0: It's frustrating. Unworthy because this is just so I just I just think this is perfectly handled because in reality the, what we talked about last week if the if the stars were going to be in that little Eastern Conference that included Florida and Nashville and uh, I mean, the hurricanes I mean, it, and it stuff makes, like it that it makes
1: sense there's nobody further west of them in the in you know in any east in the central part. You know what I mean? There's not a team that's further west. So it makes sense, but yeah. it's just, it's just still like, ah, oh, damn it.
0: Yeah. No, I, just, I, I love this. I just think, re, like, it would have been fun to see the Stars play those teams that were consistently in, the, that we don't really get to you, see a whole see, lot. You say you
1: love it, but wait until it's like, oh, when do the Stars play? 1030.
0: Fuck. We've got TiVo.
1: Oh, and you work nights, so never mind.
0: Yep. So, but even still, even if I didn't, like, there's still, like, it'll be fine. Like, I like Whenever all that, cause I mean, I'm going to be working during the games anyway, so it's going to be hard whenever I get off work and I'm going to have to watch those. So I might not get a chance to watch them until the next day, but it's going to be fine because I'm just going to turn all notifications off. Cause I really don't like, I love to go into games, not knowing what's going on. So, but it would, but it would have been fun to see them play those Florida teams and would have been nice to see them and Tampa go toe to toe in a division rivalry, and then seeing the Hurricanes with with uh, S- Sebastian Aho and Svechnikov and all those yeah. guys. Like it, it would it would have been fun to watch them all play against those teams. But I like this my, one right here. My, I My just, argument isn't like based
1: on the teams they would have played. It's oh no, I know. Yeah, long, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just selfish. I,
0: yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But I'm just trying to say, like, it, like it, I don't think that you could have made a wrong decision here, just because it's just. I, yeah, I really don't think so. Just because with how exciting it is to watch the stars and to see where they can go and 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 the sky really is the limit with this team. It's just going to depend on like how are they going to do without Bishop and Sagan at the start of the year and then like Jamie Benn has quite frankly started to dwindle and he's only 31. Like his skills are starting to drop. Pavelski is old. Like he's he's 36 um radulov is 34 like this team it does have you've got your garyanov's and your hints and your in your uh heiskanen's and stuff like that but uh heiskanen heiskanen's and um so so this team is young ready to play but i mean you've got your Komos, you've got your radulov's your pavelski's your jamie ben's your tyler sagan too your ben bishop your anton udobin so it, there is a good solid core group of young players but this team is old And so, you only dwindle as you get older, and Jamie Ben has proven that. And so, here's hoping that, because Jamie Ben, once again, he was one of those guys that rediscovered himself in the playoffs. And I don't know if it was the new system, or if he was just extra motivated or what, but it's just, it's going to be interesting to watch. Like, the Stars are really going to do so great this year, or they're going to have just a drastic fall from grace. So... That's why I'm saying like, you couldn't have picked a bad division for this team because I just think that, especially with the shitty teams that are also in their divisions, because yeah. Arizona's Arizona is on the tail end of their... Like, they lost Taylor Hall, and their general manager got, uh, got relieved of his duties because he got caught cheating, so that's going to cost them draft picks. So Arizona's not going to... They're starting on their tailspin, San Jose and L.A. and Anaheim. All of them are terrible, so it leaves a lot of room for maybe a little bit of error whenever it comes to like if whenever you play the Golden Knights and the Blues and the Avalanche but it's not much so yeah. so it it'll, it'll really just depend and it's going to be fun to watch this and and see how it plays out because it's everything is completely different and um so some, sometimes different is okay sometimes different is good and uh this is this is definitely what that's going to be and it's just going to be fun to watch the games that we can watch on eastern time yeah
1: but I, I am excited about hockey season coming back. It's getting here, man. Very <laughs> excited. I got my got my uh, blackout jersey, and it's gonna be a
0: show, man. Yeah, they're going to. Um, yeah, they're. They, it's yeah. I yeah. I'm just ready for it too. They just said that it could. That January thirteenth is still tentative. Like they they have not set anything in stone. Mm-hmm. That's just what they're shooting for right now. And they say that like. Yeah. Like it. it if it it, it, it would be back. it would be later. It's not gonna be sooner. But uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. could it could be later, and I could probably see it getting pushed back later because yeah, who know, who knows that the how ready the teams are going to be whenever it comes time to do training camp right, right after the holidays, right? So, yep, <clears throat> makes sense. So, talk about the Mavs.
1: Sure, let's talk about the Mavs. They had uh, they've had two preseason games now.
0: Well, they're they're playing their uh they're playing their second one right now currently yeah currently right now as of 9 10 on December the 14th but that first game that they played man like it, it the thing that wasn't the like the starters weren't even the most impressive impressive thing about it it was their bench that was really impressive because whenever whenever it came time for the because none of the starters played in the second half. And Lucas still had a good game. He had like 16 points and four rebounds. And uh, and and Josh Robinson, he looked really good defensively this game, too. And he was one of the starters as well. So it's nice to see that Rick Carlisle has trust in this new guy uh, in order to get him a lot of minutes. And he he looked really great on the defensive end of the floor. And but it was really the start of the second half that was really the the huge turning point because absolutely zero starters played in that second half and Milwaukee started their starters you know Gainis and all those guys and the best team in Giannis Giannis excuse me um the the best team in all of NBA last year and the Mavericks took it to them in that third quarter like they they ended up pulling ahead it was like 94 to 74 at one point and a lot of rookies were the ones that, uh, that really impressed in that game. None more impressive than the undrafted... Well, first of all, Tyler Bay looked great defensively. He had two huge blocks, and that was the, that was the guy that they got with the 40th pick from the 76ers whenever they got Seth Curry. So it was nice to see that it was a great day for Bay on that one. And uh, he, w- he, he came out and did really well. And then... Sorry. Nate Hinton he's the, really the feel good story right now because he was an undrafted kid out of the University of Houston and he comes out he has eight points and eight rebounds and so he really came out and put his stamp on the game and that's someone that uh, Rick Carlisle is really going to uh, really gonna trust going forward you know and uh yes whenever it got down to the point like towards the end of the game Milwaukee did close that gap. And this was after they took out their starter, so it was it was bench versus bench. But still, the the Mavericks, would, the biggest problem with this team last year was defense. And they come out, they draw five charges. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. You don't even see that in the NBA hardly ever. Like you like you won't ever see you won't ever see LeBron James take a charge which I'm not trying to put him down for because LeBron James does his, he does his magic everywhere else on the court. And he's not, you don't bring LeBron James in to draw charges, but still that is a part of the defensive basketball game. And I love, I love seeing people taking charges in, in, in basketball at all. And so it was uh like, it I obviously I didn't see the game because it's preseason and it's hard to get those games out here where we live, but I've seen the highlights and I've read a lot about it. And I mean, the, the, this rookie group that they have right now it's it's looking as solid as I thought that it would, and I just it, well, and once again it is preseason, and yeah. I understand. But I mean, you just have and it's that
1: early in preseason. Yeah, too. of
0: course, it's it's the first game, and uh, I, I don't want once again with the Mavericks, I don't want to get too much into ex like proper expectations just yet, because the season doesn't start until not this coming Friday, but the but the Friday after that. So whenever it comes to uh, whenever it comes to season expectations, like we can wait on that one and we can see where the rest of this goes because they're playing Milwaukee tonight and then they've got Minnesota on the 17th and then December, tw- oh no, I'm sorry, so it's a it's two weeks from this Wednesday, excuse me. And uh, no, one week from this Wednesday, So excuse me. So the next the next podcast, I'll, I'd really like to dive into the season as a whole, and we will. But uh, but yeah, that December lineup, I, I think that it's, it's Phoenix, LA, LA, and then Charlotte. And I think that this team could go in there and I, I would say a successful beginning of the season would be starting out 3-1. and one. And then I'll just, I'll leave it at that for a minute with maybe a loss coming to the Lakers. But I mean, this team showed last year that it can hang with the Lakers. Every single time that they played them, they were always competitive. And now they've got defense that can back it up. So,
1: back, back, back in. Just
0: yeah, just look, look, look for uh, yeah, look, look for the Mavs to really make some noise in that first preseason game. It was awesome, and I know once again it's just preseason, but you had your backups going against Milwaukee starters, and they 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 extended the lead that they already had in in at the end of the first half. They extended it all the way to twenty points. So. It gave them a little bit of wiggle room to kind of struggle, and and they still they still did great all the way down towards the end, and they they made the big plays whenever they needed to be uh, whenever they needed to be made. So, good on the Mavs.
1: Good on you, Mavs.
0: Mhm. Anything else? Um,
1: nope.
0: <clears throat> you want to move into the Rangers? Or you want to do trivia first?
1: Trivia. Do, 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 do. Okay, so this week's trivia question is brought to you by me. Uh,
0: (laughs) Nice. Cool. (laughs) Yes. Me sponsored it. That's a a good sponsor.
1: Well, I like the Cougar, but what company is M.E.? Yes. Anyway, uh, here's your trivia, okay? You'll have the rest of the episode to think about it. How many top 25 finishes does Iowa State's college
0: football team have in its history do you can you tell me what is the country of origin can you tell me what year iowa state was founded iowa state
1: has been playing football yeah that's what yeah that's how long is their football team 1892 but okay they they Bye. the uh the ap poll didn't
0: start in 1892 right right I, I just so you mean just top 25 in the ap poll yeah that's yeah okay i yeah well, the AP poll,
1: I think the AP poll is what started it, right? Uh, or the coaches. Well, anyway, in the AP poll era. Okay. Which, hang on, let me hear Here, right. go,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so, it's not even really the since 1892. Was no, it's not since is.
1: 1892. Uh, d- 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 I didn't mean to
0: belch into the microphone. I'm sorry, people. <clears throat> that's super fucking gross. Yeah, bro. Um, I wouldn't want to hear that. But that's just me. God damn it. I know some people don't care, but I care about the people that do. I'm here for you guys. Ashburn, calling you out. Ashburn? Ashburn, hit me up. Slide into our DMs or whatever the kids are saying these days.
1: Yeah. Okay, the first. AP poll in college football was in 1934.
0: Okay, so it's been around for a while. I knew it was around for a while. I didn't know it was that long. I was thinking like maybe the 50s. So, how many times since 1934 do yes. you have to do a recount or is that is that whenever you No. No. Okay. So, so it's still the same number? Yep. Okay. How many times they've finished in the top 25 in the AP poll? Yes. Since 1934 to 2020. Yes. Okay. Got it. Move on to the Rangers? Do you have a do you have any no, I thought I was going to guess. No, I don't I don't know the answer. I need to think about it for a little bit. Okay. So, but I'll I'll get it, I'll get to it at the end. Like I was just
1: going to say if you had any thoughts, like any gut reactions or anything. Oh, man, know? if I
0: had if I had to say a gut reaction since 1934 Iowa State, I would say definitely less than, huh? I was going to say over or under 5. What's what's your gut? Ooh, okay. I'm going to say if if 5 is the number, I'm going to say I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over five, but less than 10 is what I'm going to think. And I'm, let me, let me, let me think about it though. Okay. Yeah. Let me think about it and I'll subject to change.
1: Okay. Okay. That's trivia.
0: Okay. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the big ones here. You doing okay over there, bud? Don't, no, you be- don't, you better, you better not. You better, n- you don't, you, I- that. All right, so, really the main thing, like, what we did not get a chance to talk about was the, uh, was the Lance Lynn trade, because that okay. happened shortly after we quit, we, we stopped recording last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, oh, God, dude, how dumb
0: am I, really, like. <laughs>
1: Oh, they're not gonna get anything done. Dude,
0: I like I'm telling you, I don't think they would have gotten anything done if John Daniels stuck around oh, and kept man. doing things. And and you know what, maybe John Daniels wasn't doing anything because that he knew that this move was being finalized.
1: Maybe. And this
0: this might be the reason why um this might be the reason why Chris Young was considered for this job was because he probably came to John Daniels and goes, Here's everything that I plan to do before the season even starts. He may have even been saying like like going to these teams
1: and and they're talking to their GMs and well, like, yeah, because I'm either going to be in Texas or New York. Yeah, because Let's the get Mets yeah.
0: Done. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the yeah, I mean, and of course he's going to he if he if both teams offered him the job, he was going to choose Texas just because yeah. This is where he grew up and yeah. so yeah. I, and it looked like it looked like that the Mets were really going to make him an offer. So, so I bet you anything, he probably was already talking to teams and saying, like, I don't know how illegal that is. I don't know. I mean, if you're not employed by Major League Baseball, yeah, then what's I mean, them, what's them to stop you from talking to yeah. any swinging dicks? So, I mean, I bet you anything, yeah, he's it, like... Yeah, he had to have been talking to people. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you. And he go I can't guarantee that, but I bet you anything that that's what he was doing. And so, I bet you he brought all of these moves... To the Rangers and said, Into "Here's the interview process. Yeah, here's said, what I can do. And I, you, you got to know, all GMs probably do that. Like, yeah. here's here's the ideas that I have. And as soon as he was hired, boom, Lance Lynn yeah, gone. You ain't getting a
1: job in the in Major League Baseball with your, if your interview goes. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So, hadn't really had time to think about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I don't just know what ideas. Yeah. You know, what?
0: like I just thought that I just thought I'd come in and you guys give me the job and I just kind of. Just give it a go. So yeah. I don't know why he turned into Keanu Reeves. You I'm wearing a tux. Yeah, you know, I, a tux. <laughs> You're wearing tuxedos to jobs that require you to f- clean toilets. Just st- Please get out of my office. Just, just, stop. You sound stupid. I sound stupid. (laughs) You you sound like an idiot. So they trade Lance Lynn to the White Sox, which that's such a huge pickup for him. And a lot of things that the Rangers fans were saying, and and baseball analysts, too, were saying this, but it's like they should have traded him before the trade deadline because that's whenever he really plummeted. But Lance Lynn did come to them and say, I'm going to opt out of my final season if I get traded to someone that... Mm-hmm. To where I don't want to play. Right. And that really limited to... And whenever he came back, after the trade deadline, like his numbers just crashed and burned. So... Yeah. That's why you really couldn't get a whole lot for him. But I think that, dude, but, I think that they got a shit ton but, for... Yeah, see, we didn't have any of those last week either. So that's weird. We had opportunities and we both ignored it. Yeah. So I, I think that the... Uh, the big thing for... To, the big haul... Out of this for the Rangers, for, from my perspective, is uh, Dunning. Oh, see, I think Avery Weems is the one that. Avery Weems, is, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's just true. going off of his uh, numbers. Off his ERA last and, year was really good, but uh, and uh, his WHIP was 104. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it's just, and he was playing like rookie level baseball, and I understand that, but still, like he's the youngest player out of all of them. He's showing a lot of promise, and I yeah, think he shows that, a lot of promise. I I'm think talking he, about like for next year, the big thing is. Oh no, okay, yeah. See, I'm looking at it like big picture, yeah. like where, like who's, like where's yeah, the yeah, winning yeah, yeah, piece yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah, that yeah, one? So yeah, look, look, yeah. look. For me, I think Avery Weems is going to be that big one, hopefully, but yeah, hopefully. Obviously I don't think that Avery Weems is going to be playing next year. Not, so
1: not in major league. But really
0: there's not a bad name on here. I mean maybe You said Dunning? Yeah. I mean his I mean his ERA was was pretty high last year.
1: Yeah, but he's got good stuff. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean and his, he's he was there he's their number 5 year, prospect too. Yeah, last year so. it was
1: kind of an anomaly as far as his numbers sure. going up and you could, you know, it it's 60 game season you can argue over 162 of course season, of course those even out and he maybe even gets better last year you know? yeah
0: so, so but I mean but it's awesome that that you and I can both look at this same trade and think well this person well I think this person and it's both it'd all be good yeah so there there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that trade at all I just I think no. that that it was perfect it filled all the needs that they would need now and in the future so it was just, it just seemed perfect so right Get get on him, man. That's his first big move, and he fucking he fucking wasn't done after that.
1: Hit it out of the park, and then, like the next day, mm-hmm. they traded for. I'm I'm pretty sure that it's pronounced Lau. I'm pretty sure it's Nate Lau.
0: Okay, that sounds right because I was gonna call him Low. Uh, it might be Low. I don't know, um, but. Uh, <clears throat>
1: They traded for Nate Lowau, and we'll just call uh, him Lau. Yeah, we'll just traded- call him Lau for now. Okay, okay. They traded for Nate Lau. He's uh, you're expected to be the the first baseman. He's 25. Mm. Uh, has decent numbers, not amazing at the major league level, but where he really shined was at Triple A, in the uh, in the Rays organization in. Uh, I don't remember how many games, but in the Rays organization, he was tearing it up in AAA. He was hitting home runs. He was hitting for average. Um, so you're you see that in AAA, you expect to maybe not get the same level, but to get close to that level in the major leagues, you know, because uh, that's the closest you can get to major league competition
0: without being in the major leagues. And see, the other thing here is that the it's they still have a player to be named later a part of this. But I think that this uh this this Gunther guy, G U E N T H E R. Gunther? Gunther? Is that how it's pronounced? Gunther? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but Jake Jake Gun- Gwin- Gunther. Gunther. Yeah, I don't know. But he look at his numbers. My goodness. 320 431 423. Like mm-hmm. it, and of course that was in the Appalachian League. Yeah. So, but still, like, once again, like, what a perfect fit that this guy can come in, and hopefully if he progresses, like, we all think that he will, because he's a first baseman, and you get it, you you have two older-ish, well, how how old is Guzman? Guzman's 26. Is he? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, never mind, then. They're not too old, but, I mean... Really, well, it, like, hopefully, if t- Lau can uh, light a fire under
1: Guzman, and we can have some competition. And at see, first and days. if
0: and if it really doesn't work out between either one of them, Lau is just this. How many? This he he's on the last year of his draft or his uh, the last year of his. No, where where is he? How many more years is La- he have?
1: Lau has uh, like four years of does he of control left because he he I, he made his debut in twenty nineteen in the major leagues, so 2019, 2020 and you have it's uh, 6 years of uh major league time before you have uh, or before you're eligible for arbitration or free agency. So well then
0: you give you give you give him and Guzman a couple of years to really work it out. If they don't pan out like we think that they will, then this and then this Gunther guy, however you pronounce his name, he's 23. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like possibly in 2 years he'll be ready. So I mean it's just what a what a good trade and then also everything that they gave up. They gave up a catcher, which Sam Huff. Yeah, you're is gonna, yeah, him to yeah, be the catcher. To be, yeah, to be there for a long time, and then they gave up infielders after that, and uh, and and right now the Rangers are so stacked at infield they don't really need those prospects. So that's why you get a player that can play now. And you get a player that, if the other two, Guzman and this, this Lao guy, end up shit in the bed, then you've got someone that's ready to go, that could potentially be ready to go if his numbers keep looking as impressive as they are mm-hmm. right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm super psyched about that trade. Psyched? I'm super stoked about that trade. And I just think that it's, uh, everything about it right now is just firing on all cylinders. And, uh, I like and that wasn't even the that wasn't this was the one year deal that I was thinking of. I was yeah, so yeah. Dahl is yeah, that David Dahl. David Dahl. David yes.
1: Dahl. He's they're getting he's gonna be a free agent from Colorado. Uh oh sorry, I misspoke. I said six years of, of uh major league time before you're eligible for free agency. It's four, I believe. But anyway, okay. uh in four years in Colorado, David Dahl's average is two eighty six um his uh he's got 38 home runs in four years that's not amazing but that's not what you uh, it's not really what you want him for and how many rbis how many rbis does he have
0: uh 142 in his career dude and i'm telling you the majority of those numbers came in 2019 yeah whenever he played 100 games he had 15 home runs 15 of his 38 home runs in 2019 and then he had 61 of his 140 something rbis in in that same year only playing 100 games yeah he hit 302 and then 353 and 524 and yeah. this was this is just one year removed from that right so th- this this one year all signs
1: all signs point to him and he was he was on the all-star team that year all signs point to him making a another step forward uh you know, he he just appears to have stumbled out of the gate in 2020 and he only played 24 games, you know, so that 183 batting average, you're looking at it, you're going, I don't know, but <clears throat> it's
0: because he was injured. That's yeah. why. Yeah.
1: So all signs point to him making a, a step forward and being that guy who can get around the high
0: 280s, you know, bat for average, get on base, get driven in. So, and obviously Gallo is safe. But I mean, do you think that who who do you think is the most in trouble here between Tavares and Calhoun whenever it comes to competing for a spot there? Calhoun. Yeah, because okay, because
1: defensively we don't know what we're gonna get with Calhoun. We can we he can be a a designated hitter. You know he's he's shown that he can maybe not uh, excel, but that's he can do it. You know, Um, as far as Tavares, you're really wanting him for his defense now. Maybe Calhoun makes big strides and uh, and plays defense, but uh, what I see is the Rangers bringing in somebody to either a light a fire under Calhoun or Evan White or you know whoever's gonna be competing for the left field spot uh, or B show that they can do it and then may and and <clears throat> try to extend them, you know, and maybe not be somebody that you can build around, but be a solid piece that will speed up your rebuild process. And this,
0: this also includes doll in all of that.
1: Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's why you bring doll in. That's why I was saying you would, I was hoping that they could bring in somebody like Patterson uh, Peterson. Uh, but you look at dolls, numbers, dolls, numbers are better. And, and the smaller, risk is smaller yeah. sample size. Yes. yes. Uh, those numbers yeah. are better. The risk is lower because yeah. he's not coming off of a, a really, really good postseason. Um, you know he has about as much upside as peterson let's be honest so
0: yeah i don't i don't see any kind of i mean the only risk in this it's just like what jim nill did last year with cory perry yeah you know except except fucking doll isn't in his 30s right he's in his he's in his mid-20s yeah. closer to his la- the later side he's 26 mm-hmm. but still like it's like Like it's just the same thing. It's kind of like a prove yourself year. Come in, show that you can do it. Like what you did in 2019. Show that this the shoulder surgery that you had this offseason isn't going to affect you. And we're gonna reward you. Yeah. Because of that. And if he comes in and he fucking shits the bed, then it's just all right, clean cut. Like we'll go find someone else that can possibly come in. Because and it just goes to show you that with with the Rangers farm system, their infield. And their pitching is all stacked right now. Their outfield just really just doesn't have a whole lot going for it. And that's why you go out and you sign someone else from the outside because there's not someone that you can bring up like a Josh Young or a Sam Huff or any of those guys that can really light a fire underneath the infielder. So you go and you bring someone else who's shown it. So, yeah, dude, good on Chris Young, man, because this is this so far so good. And the, uh, the, other, the other thing here is that the Rangers are expressing interest in the Japanese right-hander, God damn it, Tomoyuki Sugano. Yeah, that's That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Tomoyuki Sugano, which he's pretty much every year except for last year that he has pitched in the Japanese league, he has won their version of the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And he was runner-up last year. And the MLB scouts are saying that he's going to make a solid third rotation guy. So it's not like that this is um, – who is that really big pitcher that uh, that came out of Japan that never panned out?
1: Uh, which one?
0: Yeah, uh, the most recent one that went to uh, went to the Yankees. Dice.
1: Uh, no, no, you're talking no, about yes, no. Tanaka. Yes, yeah. Uh, no. Tanaka's done. No, 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 well no, 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 the Yankees, no, no. The, you're the, you're the, talking he, about the guy who went the Red Sox. Went to the Red Sox. Yes, Dice, that's who it was. Dice K Matsuzaka. Yes,
0: yes. So they're not. So there's not a whole lot of hype well, b- behind hi- this guy like it was with Dice K. Dice K Matsuzaka. I everybody. think Andrew Dice Clay. Hey yeah. yo. Uh,
1: Dice K Matsuzaka. The, the the thing with that though is. They hyped up his pitch that they called the gyro ball.
0: Yeah, and right. everybody's
1: like, what does it do? I don't know. And then they get in the major leagues, and everybody's like, oh, it's a slider that doesn't break.
0: Right, yeah.
1: It looks like a slider, but it hangs. Okay, cool. Gone. Yeah, fuck. Whack. Like, real quick. With a quickness. It was like, oh, that's what that is? Okay, done. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Congratulations, you can do it on purpose. Why would <laughs> intentionally throw a bad pitch? Okay. Anyway.
0: Well, the the, the Rangers and, and even still, uh the Rangers haven't or the entire league has until January seventh to make a deal with him. Yeah. Or else he's gotta go back to Japan. But and I mean and he's not he's thirty one, so it's not like that this would be like a huge thing where it's no, like, it, Oh my god, this is gonna be a staple for it. he's no U Darvish. Or or let's just say the hype isn't around him like you Darvish was. And, um, this, this, I mean, this would be a good, a good pickup that I think that would be solid for replacing Lance Lynn and Corey Kluber, you know, like it depends
1: on what type of money he wants.
0: No, absolutely. Of course. Of course. And I mean, it's, if scouts are saying that he's just good enough to be a third guy, then I mean, of course he's not going to be wanting too much money, but who knows, who knows He's so pathetic tonight, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Come here, buddy.
1: Love me?
0: Nope, he's not gonna do it. Anyway, uh,
1: so I just want to go real quick, go over the the Rangers. Excuse me. Uh, depth chart. Go ahead, do your thing. Uh, so you look at the rotation, and instantly, what you realize is there's not a name that you that really jumps out at you at all, except for Colby Allard. Colby Allard is the only one that that you look at it and you're like, oh, I've heard of that guy. Well, okay, for the average fan. And uh, he is – Colby Allard is, is somebody that I would expect to make a lot of – like a big leap forward. He's only 24. So, excuse me, he's going to – I think he's going to be a lot better next year. What, what
0: position does he play?
1: Starting pitcher. Uh, That's what I meant by rotation. Your starting pitchers. Yeah. But Yeah, got, I'm sorry.
0: You gotta you gotta dumb it down for people who don't speak baseball jargon. So you've got six Even though that's pretty commonplace.
1: You've got six of them listed as starters right now, which obviously you're not gonna have a six man rotation. You're gonna have five. Uh but right now the starters are Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles, Wes Benjamin, Kyle Cody, Colby Allard, and Dane Dunning. That's why I was saying Dane Dunning is gonna be big for the Rangers this year. Because he is probably, unless they get the the guy from Japan, he, you're probably looking at Dane Dunning as your no, number three. Because from what I understand, they're still in the in the talks with uh, uh, Kluber, aren't they?
0: I, I somebody else. I haven't re- I haven't I read know. anything about that. <clears throat>
1: I don't know. But anyway, um, so you you look at the rotation and it's not built to compete this year. It's just not, and you don't want, like, it's not that you don't want to, but that's just not the goal. You look at it, there's a lot of young guys that are going to get a lot of experience, and uh, that's only going to be good for them in the future. And then in the bullpen, you've got also got, it's the same situation, you've got a lot of younger pitchers that are going to get a solid look. The oldest pitcher that the Rangers have right now is Kyle Gibson, who was born in '87. Uh, so I would expect there to be a lot of highs and lows from pitching. Um, as far as you're going to have to look for mechanic, uh, mechanical things as far as like when you're looking for improvement and how well they're doing, not necessarily look at the results, but look at the philosophy, what they're trying to do. And, uh, that's how you're going to gauge who's improving and who's not and, and it's just, that's just how it's going to be for the next couple of years. And then you go to the catcher. Uh, they have three catchers listed. It's Jose Trevino, Sam Huff, and Aramis Garcia. <clears throat> I see it being Trevino and Huff doing most of the workload. And I think towards the end of the season, it'll start to be mostly Huff. First base is Nate Lau and Ronald Guzman. You know, we've already talked about that. Second base is another interesting one. You've got Nick Solak, Rugneto Dor and Anderson Tejeda. Defensively, it's not really a question. Anderson Tejeda is the best defensive uh, second baseman that they have. But <clears throat> they are paying Rugneto Dor a lot of money, and I think that he still gets a lot of looks and a lot of at-bats, uh, but he might be splitting time as a DH. Um, which a lot of people are losing their minds if you call him a designated hitter then uh third base elvis andrews is listed as a third third baseman now uh and shirt and apostle
0: which <coughs> which i mean looking at that I think that elvis is probably gonna start there at yeah. third base yeah
1: i think I think yeah elvis is gonna be gonna kind of be a placeholder at third base because he still has the arm strength to make the shortstop throws, but the uh as far as your responsibilities and the the physicality that it takes to, to play third base is just not quite as much as shortstop. So he defensively can still play third base, but I think he's gonna be a placeholder until Josh Young is ready. Um then shortstop, it's kind of falefa. They've already announced that. And then his backups are Elvis Andrews and Anderson Tejeda. Left field right now is listed as Eli White, Willie Calhoun, and Scott Heineman, but that's also gonna include David Dahl in there. I think he's probably gonna be slated as your starter. Center field is Leody Tavares, then Eli White and Scott Heineman. Right field is Joey Gallo, then Eli White and Scott Heineman. And your DHs are Willie Calhoun and Nick Solak. So it's gonna I mean, they said it. They said it. It's going to be a lot younger. It's a much, much younger team. There's a lot more uh, exciting possibilities out of this team that you you're going to go into it not knowing what to expect. So I would say to expect highs and lows because there's a lot more question marks on this team now. And that's, I mean, yeah, but I mean, these are good
0: questions to have. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's
1: it's the question mark isn't how it used to be where it was. Are we going to be able to get any production out of this guy? It's more like, okay, who do we want to spend more time on? Because we have options. Whereas in the past, it, we didn't have the options. You know, it was just, oh, well, he's not producing. What now?
0: Right, right.
1: Because he's got this big contract. We had Now we have one Rugnetto door, you know. Uh, times past, we had four or five of them.
0: So. Yeah, so... A couple of little fun things that I want to not, well, okay, one of them is not fun. The first thing is fun, the other one is sad. But uh, I do want to talk about how uh, ESPN, or it's not ESPN, whatever website this is, they wrote an article about baseball's oldest living player turns 100 years old tomorrow. Nice and the reason why this is important to the rangers is because first of all he was born in paris texas and oh wow yeah and that's where my dad uh grew up and he was also the rangers general manager from 1976 to 1982 nice his name is eddie robinson and some of the cool things that, because he's seen and done everything in baseball. And I was kind of reading this article, and a couple of things that I do want to talk about is uh, some of the things that he brought up. Is First of all, he won the, the, the last time the Cleveland baseball team won <laughs> C- a World Series. CBT, baby. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll figure, and that's... To be determined, I guess. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. He was a part of that team. He played against Jackie Robinson uh, in uh, in the minor leagues. He never played against him in the, the, major, uh, leagues. In the major leagues. But he talked about how... Uh... Oh, no, he did. I'm so sorry. He did play against Jackie Robinson in the 1955 World Series, the same game that he stole home. But the funny thing is, is that he talks about how he doesn't remember Jackie Robinson stealing home. Oh, really? He, what he remembers is, is Billy Martin trying to do it two innings before Jackie Robinson did it. <laughs> and he was at the plate, and Billy Martin slides in, and the umpire calls him out. And Billy Martin goes, oh, that's bullshit. Like, of course I was safe. And he looks right at Eddie. He goes, Eddie, I was safe one day. he goes, nah, man, you were out. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he was also, another really cool thing that he was a part of, like this guy, I'm telling you, it's crazy that that people that do stuff like this live forever, but he was at Babe Ruth's retirement ceremony. Uh, And that was two months before Babe Ruth died because this is whenever he was playing for the Indians. And um, I can call him the Indians because that's the team that they were back then. It's okay. Uh, But he was in the dugout whenever Babe Ruth was trying to climb out of there. And he said that Babe Babe Ruth did not look good. So whenever the the infamous picture of Babe Ruth coming out using the bat as the crutch— Eddie Robinson handed him that bat. Oh,
1: cool. And so,
0: Babe, the, here, here's an even cooler story. That's, like, he goes out, does his thing, gets his number retired, walks back to the dugout, and gives the bat back to Eddie Robinson, and Eddie had him sign it. Yeah. And he kept the bat for years and years and years, until one day he was talking to his wife, and he says, I think it's time that I sell the bat. And he knew a guy. That uh, deals in memorabilia and stuff like that. So he he didn't he he was he said he goes I don't know what this thing is worth. So he calls up his guy and the guy asks him he goes Yeah, how much you want for it? And he said ten thousand dollars. Then the guy goes I'll have the money for you tomorrow. And then he, the last time. The bat that he that the bat was sold at auction. It sold for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten thousand was way too low. Here's another cool story. The last the last one, and then uh, then we can we can kind of move on here. But he was also the general manager of the Atlanta Braves whenever Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record. Oh,
1: that's awesome!
0: And here's here's the cool part. Going into the season, they wanted Hank Aaron to break the record in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. But they started on the road in Cincinnati. Yeah, And so the uh, they wanted to sit him. It was only a two-game series, but they wanted to sit him. But the baseball commissioners, and he was only two home runs away yeah. from breaking the record going into that season. And uh, the baseball commissioner at the time said, no, you've got to play him. Really? Because you, the rules state that you have to put the best team on the field. And if Hank Aaron isn't playing, that's in violation of baseball's rules.
1: Okay.
0: So he played him the first game. Hank Aaron goes 0 for 3. (laughs) And after that, they used that as an excuse to sit him. (laughs) And then the next game, that first game in Atlanta, he breaks the record. Nice. He hits two home runs in in that. uh, No, no, he hits one home run in that first game. But then later on in that same series, he breaks the record. So baseball gods were, like, shining on him right there. And, I mean, this dude, I'm telling you, seen and done everything, still alive and kicking, turning 100 years old tomorrow probably listening to the podcast i guarantee you eddie robinson thank you so much for sharing those stories and uh paris,
1: it's texas man yeah what paris is
0: texas isn't that isn't that isn't that just a weird little dink there so
1: what would be crazy is if he lives in paris now
0: uh he does he does he does yeah, yeah he's he I guarantee
1: yeah. i know somebody who knows him
0: yeah maybe, maybe maybe we can make some calls maybe we can get him on the podcast no i don't want to talk to those people all right okay that's fine understandable
1: i would love to even talk to, even if you get a I don't, chance i don't want to talk to the people that i know that would probably be able to
0: yeah but i'm that just happen. i'm just saying like if it meant having that awkward conversation and knowing that he would say yes to come on to this podcast i don't know if he would say yes. i'm not i'm just saying like if like if you knew would you still like would you have those uncomfortable conversations just to sit down and talk with this guy for 15 minutes
1: if i knew for sure yeah but uh, i don't and now I'm regretting bringing that up.
0: Oh no, I'm not saying, <laughs> no, and now I'm not going to get off the air and be like, "Dude, call him, call him," because yeah, there's no way he's going to want to sit down and do this. No, he's already done it. Why would he do it again? They're right. Last but not least, a little like, bit. Oh, of, is
1: this is this for ESPN? No,
0: no, no, no. The That's drunken just, fan. Just us. He's like drunken. Yeah, sure, I'll fucking be there. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of a a solemn way to end this, but uh, one last thing that happened is. Uh, Charlie Pride yeah. has died, and for those of you who do not know, he was a big part of the Rangers organization. He played in the Negro Leagues, uh, so once again, this guy's been and done everything. He's been with the Rangers since 1972, and uh, one of the last things he was able to do in his in his final baseball season was he got to open up the Rangers' Globe Life Field by singing the National Anthem at their very first home game. So, good little cherry on top for him to kind of hang his hat. and. Uh,
1: but if you don't know who Charlie Pride yeah. is, he was the first African-American member of the Country Music Hall of Fame.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another and, one, too. And, so.
1: and a former baseball player. Yes. Uh, part of the Rangers organization for a long time. So, he will be sorely missed.
0: Yeah, he and, and unfortunately it was COVID. Yeah. They, it was complications through COVID that took him, so it's just it's such a shame. Um but yeah, so Charlie Pride, you uh you trail off into the sunset there, sir. We got it from here. Rest in peace, sir. Talk about uh talk about football? Cowboys football. Yes. All right, so First of all,
1: inventing new ways to frustrate.
0: Calderon. I know, I know, because I'm telling you, <laughs> watching that Ravens game, I'm watching, and they were, they kind of, they looked real good there kind of starting off a, a little bit, and then, then it, did, just the wheels fell off, and I'm like, oh, thank Christ that, they, that Baltimore ended up running away with it, and it was fully healthy team as well, you know, Lamar Jackson and all that. It's such a shame that Des Bryant caught COVID.
1: Supposedly, supposedly, because he, he tested negative twice, within 24 hours of that
0: oh really i thought that that was afterwards
1: and no that's what i'm saying after after the, the oh after the game oh okay i got gotcha. that that, uh, that disqualified him from the game the next day he tested negative twice
0: oh okay okay yeah so it might have been a false positive <laughs> yeah that's a shame yeah well see if you get tested and it's positive maybe you should get another test just to see what happens like maybe if it comes back positive again I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they don't do that with AIDS. You know, like if you get if you get No, no, no. Listen, I'm not saying that's the same thing, but it's 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 the same thing like if you get a negative test with AIDS, then they test you again to make sure it's not a false negative. But if you get a positive test with AIDS, they don't do another test to make sure it's a false positive. Right. So, I, I like I don't know if that I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying I don't know if that's like typical medical practice. Like if you yeah, get a positive, know. then it's like we're going to treat it like it's a positive. I think it's
1: just NFL protocol.
0: Yeah sure yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean that makes sense so but Uh, it just it just weird that it anyway so yeah it was such a shame that des bryant didn't get a chance to play but you know what it's i mean that's that's yeah yeah it is what it is he'll get to do it next year yeah for sure so they end up coming out against the ravens not having a good game very underwhelming i mean ezekiel Elliott kind of showed up you know 18 carries 77 yards it's no touchdowns. I mean, that's good, not great. Andy Dalton actually had a decent day passing. Uh, 31 of 48, 285, two touchdowns and a pick. So, I mean, that's that's a decent day. It's just the yeah. defense just couldn't fucking stop them. And it also doesn't help that uh, uh, Zerline missed three kicks as well. So, I mean, it's just like the Cowboys' offense kind of shows up and looks really decent and all that stuff, and their fucking special teams can't show up. and Because, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, he missed three points. You know, three points. He missed three kicks, which is twelve That's points off the board. Nine points. Oh my god, math. I know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> That's nine points off the board. And <clears throat> at the time, before Baltimore ended up really blowing it away, like it really did start to, uh, like, like the game. Like they 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 were talking about it and saying like, if he would have made all those kicks. This game would be a lot closer, but at this time it just doesn't look like that it's going to be within reach and then Baltimore just really blew off the doors and but yeah. you know what, once again, like that's one of those things where maybe Zerline was like, "Hey, like I'm just going to fucking miss these." You know, like yeah. I'm going to go out like, "Yeah, whoopsie daisy." Just missing kicks to help my team. Yeah, and so thank you, thank you Greg Zerline for 9 points left off the board. Yes. Not 12, 9. And then this last week Man, this was it was probably the most unimpressive 30 30 points that I have probably ever seen because this Bengals team. How, first of all, how do you give up three turnovers to this Cowboys defense? I mean, granted, it wasn't to the secondary, so maybe it's a little bit more understanding because. You've got like the front the front line of the Cowboys on the defensive end is really solid. And so they they really showed up against a shit team, got a touchdown out of it, so good on them. And really good for Andy Dalton, too. Like for a season that has just been low and never had any and highs. You called it. At the beginning of the season, Andy Dalton I would know, start against Cincinnati. I know. Cincinnati. I said Andy Dalton would be starting by the time they played against Cincinnati. And I'm pretty sure you even said he, they would win. I I mean, who knows? But I, I did say that that was a hot take, but I didn't think that it was because Dak Prescott was going to be injured. So, boy, I wish I was wrong. <laughs> but you know what? Like, It's one of those things that... Even though this game was not that impressive, like you, like, you really beat a really bad team that, I mean, yes, the Cowboys had close to a similar record to them, but these two teams, like, I don't think the Cowboys, the Cowboys are bad, but they're not Cincinnati Bengals bad. Like, even before Joe Burrows went down, it like, they still went to, like, they were playing that game against the Eagles that I was super critical about whenever neither one of them was trying for the win. yeah. And so it just seemed like that there was no fire for this team, and now there's really no fire from them. So this is one of those games that you look at and say, yes, it would have been nice for them to lose, but they would have had to have tried damn hard to lose this game. And they did. They did try because, I mean, Cincinnati hadn't gotten a sack in like three weeks, and they end up sacking Andy Dalton, and it's just it just goes to show you like how bad the offensive line is right now. I know because of injuries, but still. But uh, but you know what? Like good on Andy Dalton. He had a he actually had a worse day against the Bengals and ended up coming out with a win because he went 16 for 23, 185, and two touchdowns. But no pick, no picks. So you got that going for you, buddy. And it was cool to see his wife there cheering him on, because, I mean, Andy Dalton is still a, a local kid. Like, he's a yeah, home, he, he's an homegrown he boy, like a, went to TCU yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. seems so like a decent guy, too. He really does seem like a good dude. His emotions get the better of him, and, I mean, I understand. Like, the same thing happens to Brady, but the difference is Brady's got better teams. And so... And Brady, like whenever you see Andy Dalton losing his mind on the sidelines on a shit team, then you say, dude, you got to keep your composure. But then you see Brady losing his shit on his sidelines with a 12 and 14 at uh, 12 and 14, 12 and four Patriots team. Then you're like, oh, that's a leader. That's a leader. And that's what you need to see out of your quarterback is frustration and blah, 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 blah. So I understand the double standard and all that stuff. But but yeah, Andy Dalton does it's, seem like a good guy. It's
1: when when you express that level of frustration and then you still lose and you're part of the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. when it's Right. That's when you go,
0: "Okay, come on, man." Right. Right. Okay, come on. And I mean, did you see what Ezekiel Elliott did in this game? Like what was significant about Ezekiel Elliott's his his grand total of 48 yards against this Bengals team? No, I did not. He is now moved into third all-time on Cowboys all time rushing list. Behind who? No, I know number one. You don't you can't tell who's number one? Marion Barber. Oh my god. <laughs> Nailed it. Good on you, buddy. Good on you, buddy. Quincy <laughs> Carter, you know. He wasn't even a running back, but I did that's just the first name I could think of. <laughs> Jay Novacek. Ooh, yeah. Forgot about that one. Daryl Johnston. Moose. Anyway, let's behind Emmitt Smith and Tony Dorsett. Ah, uh, okay. And uh it's like he's not even close, you know. So that just goes to show you, like, how long those two really were Cowboys. And, and
1: those were they were Cowboys for a long time. And both of those teams, like in the in the '70s and in the '90s, were
0: run heavy teams. Yeah.
1: So not only were they there for a long time, they were the bell cow for a long time.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, good on Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it,
1: it's he's not, not gonna, like he's not gonna touch number one.
0: No, no. He probably won't
1: sniff number two, but.
0: So I mean, it's uh, let me see who it was that. No, oh, I don't. I already lost interest. I don't know where it went. Yeah, <sighs> right yeah, I've already lost interest. But yeah, I mean, good good on Andy Dalton. You know, the, here's just you hoping. Mean Zeke. No, both of them. Not yeah, Zeke them. and Andy Dalton. I'm so sorry. I mean, I meant to transition back to. Gotcha, gotcha. Good old Andy. But yeah, good on good on Zeke, man. Like it's. It's, it's one of those things where he quietly got yeah. there. Like Especially this year with how... I, I hate to say that he's been bad just because the offensive line has been shit and everyone has been playing the run. It's, it's been underwhelming. It really has. But, I mean, it just goes to show you how good he was before this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's hoping that his running back shelf life is not going to be... It's not starting to catch up with him. And we'll find out next year... Yeah. If Dak decides to come back to the Cowboys, we'll talk about that in a second. But the remaining schedule for the Cowboys, we got the 49ers, we got the Eagles, and then we got the Giants. All three very losable games. Yeah. And it's just,
1: it, it is imp- real quick, it is impressive that Ezekiel Elliott was able to do that, to, to move in a third all time Cowboys rusher in only four seasons when you consider the fact that they the Cowboys have had running backs that have stuck around for longer than four seasons that at the time we felt like were decent running backs. Sure. You know, like, like Marion Barber guys like that. Um, so it just goes to show like when you, when you do get that guy, he can be extremely valuable. It's just, you know, is he going to live up to what you've paid him now? I don't know, but whatever. That's a conversation for another day. Congratulations. Zeke
0: yeah so I mean so if they final if they end up losing these last three games they will be four and twelve called it and I mean yeah there is a chance that the Panthers might finish with the same record as them but uh, unlikely the Jets will obviously because they've already the Jets already have 13 losses yeah the Chargers could potentially finish with the same record as them the Bengals will finish worse and the Jaguars will finish worse.
1: So it what like what I saw was if it, if the draft was right now the Cowboys would have the fifth draft, uh, fifth pick. Yeah, what, right. What now, yeah,
0: seeing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, right now cuz I mean I think that what they're going off of is like division if you have the same I don't know, dude, cuz the Cowboys are But see, it, but if it continues this way and mm-hmm. everyone finishes the way that we all think that it's going to, it's looking like the Cowboys might have that top 5 pick. Yeah. They could be finishing with the 4th overall pick. Who they'll take with that? I have no idea because I mean, let's let's get there first. Yeah, let's make sure that they lose these last three games first. But I mean, this is That's- this is exactly what you want to see right now with this team. Here's the problem, though, and I I, I raised this concern with you before we started the podcast, so that way we, we could have some time to think about it beforehand. But if you're Dak Prescott, do you how how seriously are you considering going to another team?
1: if okay there are two answers to this question
0: yes either you are or you aren't
1: no no (laughs) I'm meaning depending on how you mean the question yes right right am I Dak Prescott with my mentality or am I Dak Prescott with what I view as
0: Dak Prescott's mentality I mean you gotta view it as I mean you can only speak for yourself you can't speak for Dak Prescott let's say if you were Dak Prescott what would you do and you have to take – you have to remi- – okay, well, I guess you can't really say that you have to take your Cowboys bias out of it because his mom – He grew up a Cowboys fan. Well, and his mom always said before she died that the, mm-hmm. the her dream was for him to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. So he kind of has a, maybe a little bit more at stake here whenever it comes to Cowboys bias than uh, me especially, but maybe even you. Right. So, so, yeah, I'd say what would you do if you were Dak?
1: Personally – if I were Dak, I would, I would look at this year and I would say, you know, this is a this is a bargaining chip. But what Dak and I both have in, appear to have in common is the money would be more of an after not an afterthought but less of a pressing concern than winning. So for me personally, if I'm Dak, I'm using this year as a bargaining chip to get a little bit more money. But at the same time, I'm looking at it going clearly. I'm not the only missing piece here. And if you want to keep me around, you got to pay me, but we're going to have to get other people in here first. We're going to have to solidify our defense a little bit more. And we're going to have to solidify that offensive line because it, for five years was one of the best offensive lines in in the nfl but there have been uh people moving on people retiring people getting injured and now it is not looking so hot so i think if i'm dak prescott i'm using this as leverage this past season as leverage not necessarily to get paid but to get the cowboys to address certain issues before they pay me And if they don't do that, then I'll go somewhere that doesn't have these issues. That's me personally. Now, what do I see Dak Prescott doing? I think Dak Prescott is at the disadvantage of everybody in the world knowing that he wants nothing but to be a Dallas Cowboy. Which is such a shame. He's at a disadvantage. When it comes to the negotiating table,
0: but. I mean, and that's why Jerry Jones has been dicking him around this whole time. Yeah. And and you you did say something about the offensive line. I mean, you all you have to remember that Landon Collins, injured reserve, done for the season. Mm-hmm. Zach Martin, injured reserve, could possibly return week sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Irving, offensive lineman, out for the rest of the season, could return week seventeen, probably won't. Right. Terrence Smith, injured reserve. Oh no, defensive tackle. I'm so sorry. Uh uh fucking but Tyrone 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 Smith offensive tackle injured done for the season. That's, so that's, that's, that's I, that is their offensive line.
1: They're right, right, but what I'm saying is like you're going to have injuries. You're going to have injuries and if Not these, to this extent though not you wouldn't necessarily think. To, right. to this extent every year. But if these are the backups any injury happens to your offensive line And not only does it get worse, not only does the offensive line get worse, but now it's a problem if these are your backups. If Connor Williams is your most consistent lineman, (laughs) there's a fucking issue. And I'm saying that as a Longhorns fan who loves Connor Williams.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if it's me, I am seriously considering going to new England because, I mean, I the Cam Newton experiment has not worked. And are you going to make the money going to New England? Probably not, because Bill Belichick's going to look at you and say, I mean, how much can I trust you after that serious injury? And, I mean, there's going to be quarterbacks that I can go out and get. I mean, if, if there was, then who is? I mean, Cam Newton, that's a good quarterback going into the season, a former NFL MVP, and you get him at that one-year deal. Very Corey Perry-esque, very... Um, Doll esque for the Rangers, you know, yep. like it's one of those things, and it's not working out for him. So I think they let Cam Newton walk, and I think if Dak Prescott comes a knocking, I think New England, I think Robert Kraft is very interested in that option, and I think that you, as Dak Prescott, you go there, you don't really expect to get a whole lot of money out of that. You will, like you'll get paid more than you will when if, with the Cowboys, more than likely. But you're also you're not going to be getting paid as much as, like, say some like shit team like jacksonville or new york would pay you but yeah, but, uh, but you you go there and you have a a massive chance to win
1: let's, let's just be fair here for a second i, I could think be fair. i think the the list of uh teams that would not be interested in dak prescott is a very very yeah very short
0: list. absolutely
1: i think even at this point who knows what's going to happen in tampa bay tampa might even be interested in dak prescott if he comes knocking
0: but not not over brady not over Brady. I think you. If, I think you wait I'm, out I'm that contract. Knows, and you expect who, Brady to. I'm yeah. saying
1: who knows what's going to happen. Brady might decide to retire after this year because it's not going the way he wants it to.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, who knows? But yeah. That's who what knows. I'm saying.
1: Depending on what happens there, that's the that's the one where it's like a question mark.
0: Yeah. So to answer my own question, I think that you seriously consider going somewhere else because yes, this team is missing their top star, but that defense really is that bad. And I mean, it's like who else is available right now that they could go get? You could go get, you could draft guys, but I mean, the Packers proved for years that drafting and trying to develop cornerbacks and safeties just doesn't always work, with the exception of maybe haha Clinton Dix, but uh-huh. he's gone. Yeah, He didn't even stick around. You know, Casey Hayward was another one. Once again, Casey Hayward is gone, not even playing in Green Bay anymore. And now it's starting to. Really come into view here, but not all of them, not all of the, the cornerbacks and the safeties that they have right now that they, they didn't get them all from the draft, you know? And so what players are available right now that you could go get that could really give a good solid boost to this secondary? I don't know. I don't see anyone and there's no one coming off the top of my head. Maybe Richard Sherman because i think that richard sherman is saying his time in san francisco is numbered but really are you going to gamble on a guy no, like that no, at his that, age and yeah, his and, no. and, and and the kind of history that he brings it would be it would be Darrell Rivas 2.0 yeah absolutely
1: but like we're do- we're talking about the the secondary and there i know there's a lot of people well a lot i know that if there are cowboys fans listening most of them are probably screaming linebackers 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 let me tell you why you're fucking wrong <laughs> the secondary is so bad that we still
0: love you though if you're listening
1: oh of course i love a lot of wrong people yikes but uh the secondary is so bad that you're having linebackers have to help out in coverage that's why linebackers are out of position on run plays because they have to worry about passes first because the nfl is a passing league if your linebackers are worried about passes first You're going to get fucking torched. And they're going to look bad, but it's not necessarily their problem. I mean, look at it last year. These two guys that everybody likes to shit on right now because they're always making tackles from behind and they're chasing down running backs because they were out of position. Why are they out of position this year and they weren't last year? Last year, they were killing it. People were making t-shirts that said Van Jalen, you know, with Leighton Vander Esch and and Jalen Smith. Yeah. It's it's because the secondary got so, so, so much worse – that your defensive line isn't going to be able to get a whole lot of pressure. Uh, and it's just they don't have the time that they need to to get pressure <clears throat> most of the time. Sometimes they do, which just is a testament to how good these people, on, uh, these defensive linemen can actually be if they get a little bit of time, you know? And your linebackers have to help out in coverage. So, really, a run play, you're getting seven, eight yards just by getting to the second level. You don't you don't even have to get past the linebackers. You're already getting seven, eight yards. And it's because the linebackers have to worry about the pass first. And that's not I mean shit. You might as well just roll out there with six defensive backs and five uh defensive linemen at that point.
0: Yeah, so I mean it's just but yeah, I think that Dak Prescott's passion for this team and everything that his that his mother or everything that this team meant to his mother, I I, I just think it's going to end up screwing him. It screwed him out so much already, and you can look at it and say like, "Hey, this is your bargaining chip now." Because look how bad the Cowboys team is, and I mean, and that defense is not much different than what it was from like last year mm-hmm. or the year before. And I mean, it's like it's one of those things that you look at it and you say like, "Look, Dak Prescott was able to win with this shit team." obviously more consistently than what they're winning now than how they're winning now. So like if I'm Dak Prescott, I really am considering going somewhere else and new England would be my first phone call. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and also uh, the going back to last year, one of the major, one of the, the, the pluses to having a Jason Garrett head coach, Hmm. vanilla offense takes longer. Yeah. And only makes your defense look better because they're not on the field as much. And you know, you're not asking them to do as much
0: to be clear though. I'm not, I still think that you let Jason Garrett go. He like, there's no way that you're looking at it being like, man, I really wish we had Jason Garrett right now. Like no, 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 no. Of course.
1: I'm just saying like, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, if we're going to, if we're going to be more aggressive on offense, which we should be with the weapons that we have, like Mm -hmm. why the fuck have we not? We need to look at the defense and go, all right, we got some holes that we've been patching over That need to be fixed, not just patched over, but fixed. And to your point, who are you going to get? Who are you going to go get? You know, like you missed your chance to trade for Jamal Adams. Who are you going to get?
0: I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Here's what it looks like: the 2020 free agents that were that are safeties uh anthony harris of the vikings justin simmons of the broncos uh uh jimmy ward of the 49ers devin mccourtney for the patriots earl thomas for the ravens haha clinton Dix for the bears maybe you can go get something for that because i'm, I'm telling you i watched him for a long time in green bay he i mean he's solid here's, here's the thing
1: you go get like earl thomas and haha clinton dicks that's not necessarily the they're they're not going to be world beaters like they used to be, but that's a drastic improvement, and it might be enough to keep your defense competitive.
0: Malcolm Jenkins from the Eagles too is a is a free agent right now, so I mean I'm telling ta- I mean there, are, you know what I said. Who are you going to go get? Demarius Randall from but the, the Browns. But,
1: I mean the the safeties are the worst part, but. That's not the only bad No, I I know part. it's they're, not, but I mean but there are safeties available their cornerbacks are also an issue. I know, I know, and but that's there are. that's the real problem
0: because a lockdown corner doesn't exist anymore. So I mean I'm just I'm just saying, like there are so maybe it's one of those things that Dak Prescott goes to Jerry Jones and be, and says like go sign someone. Go get Haha Clinton Dix who is only twenty seven. Yeah. That would be such a huge pickup for the Cowboys. Yeah. Go get someone like that and show me that you're serious, and then I'll then I'll tell my agent to consider signing with you. Mm-hmm. But if not, I'm I'm telling you, Jacksonville even too. Like Jacksonville is in need of a quarterback. I know that you said that you that you believe in uh, who was it?
1: Gardner Minshew.
0: Yeah, but I mean, right now with them only having one win, I think the, I think the Jaguars could easily. Go pay Dak Prescott some money that he deserves, and he can come in and instantly make that team better. Yeah, but you're not going to go there and win. No, uh, but I'm I'm just telling you, like you, but you're definitely not going to win with the Cowboys right now either. So I mean, you might as well just try but a change gonna, in scenery. If
1: you're going to lose,
0: you might as well lose with your favorite team. I know, I know, I. But, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. I just think that the Patriots would be like, another big one. I
1: think. I think the Patriots would be a big one. I think if you were to leave. Uh, there would be a few teams that I would look and go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Patriots being one, Titans being another yeah, one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, dude.
1: Um Believe it or not, the Eagles. Or not the Eagles, uh, the Falcons. Falcons are one that I would I would look at it and go, Yeah, I could see that. Uh <clears throat> I mean, really, there's there's a few teams that are just so bad that I don't think he would consider it. I and, mean, and the and Titans. There's only a few teams that they're Quarterback situation is so locked up that that those teams wouldn't consider it, and that, that would be the Chiefs, the Packers, the uh, I'd say oh, the Bucks. I'd say the oh, Bucks if
0: oh if Brady decides to come back.
1: Yeah, um, this is a team that uh, as a Cowboys fan nobody wants to hear, but the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: possibly. Roethlisberger's yeah. getting up there. He's looking at retiring. You know, I think. Yeah, but I
0: mean, it just depends. If, if, Dak if, to the Steelers would make the Steelers better. I think so too. But I think that if if he if Ben if Big Ben wants to stay and play another year, Dak's yeah. not going to go somewhere no, to be no, a backup. No, 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 no. So no. But I, I'm just saying, you know, who knows what what will happen. I think Roethlisberger's
1: closer to retiring than Brady is.
0: But. Yeah, oh yeah, I think so too. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't, his deal's not that big either. Uh, so that's, I, I didn't think about that. So the Titans were, uh, that's another good, that's another good uh, suggestion. So, I mean, the options are there for Dak. Hopefully he takes advantage of it because he's earned it. He mm-hmm. has earned it. He owes this team nothing because they've given him nothing. Franchise tag after franchise tag after franchise tag. And now when he needs the money, he doesn't have it. So it's just such a shame. So it'll be an interesting offseason.
1: Yeah, I mean I I hope they I hope they do right. I do Ryan.
0: too. I, I do don't. too. I'm not sitting here trying to say that, oh well, fuck the Cowboys and all that. I really hope that the Cowboys get a deal done and I think mm-hmm. that they will. Mm-hmm. I think that they will. I but, think that this if, injury has shown if us that stuff. But deal yes. Doesn't happen, yes.
1: Yeah. I think the the Honestly, I think the Titans make the most sense. If you're talking about a team that's like
0: re- winning now already, but he makes them better. Just the thing is, he's going to be going in there, and he's going to be competing with Tannehill. And I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if um, Dak wants to go in and compete for anyone, like compete against anyone for I a job. Think he, I think I don't think
1: he'd be competing
0: with. I Tannehill. think I think he would because I mean you're like I said that his deal's not that much, but it's still like 63 million guaranteed until 2023.
1: Yeah, but you're also talking about a, about Brian Tannehill.
0: I it's, understand. Yeah, I know. I understand. And his numbers really aren't that. His numbers are not that impressive. It's um. They're winning because they haven't had to ask him
1: to be that impressive. But yeah. If Derek Henry. Yeah. But Dar- yeah. Derek, Derek Henry. Henry goes down. Brian Tannehill's not gonna beat you.
0: No, I don't think. Yeah, I know. I know. You i bring just... in,
1: you bring in Dak Prescott. Derek Henry goes down. Dak Prescott can and will beat you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's. I do That's. Yeah. I don't that's think solid. He's Competing with anybody. Yeah. That's solid. Man, that'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? That that'd would be, be a shame to see. And that'd be one of those things that maybe Jerry Jones can look at himself and go, how did I lose this? Dude, I th-
1: I honestly think if if something happens this this offseason and Dak Prescott ends up in Nashville, I think that's a Super Bowl team.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I th- You know what? I think that if he goes to New England, I think if he goes to Pittsburgh, I think if he goes to uh, Tennessee, I think if he goes to Tampa Bay, I think if he goes to...
1: maybe even San Francisco.
0: May, yep. Yeah, maybe maybe San Francisco. Their defense is kind of
1: Yeah, but I mean you look at it Jimmy but, yeah. Jimmy G is is very limited. So yep. so
0: I'm sitting there thinking maybe Denver too, but I mean I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to dive deeper into Denver because
1: Denver Denver's, Denver falls into the category of uh I don't think you'd want to go there because if you're going to lose, why not lose for your favorite?
0: Yeah, team? I know. I know, but he Yeah, yeah. So I know I don't I don't know. That's why I'm just sitting here kind of. But yeah, definitely Pittsburgh, Tennessee, New England. And then maybe San Francisco. Yep. Those would be teams that I think that you could use as leverage against the Cowboys. And Tampa Bay if 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 Brady decides to go somewhere else, which I don't think he will, but if he does with that fucking defense, yes, I think that I think you give Dak Prescott that defense, then look out. Yeah. Cause he can take a little bit more risk. Anyway, you spent on that?
1: Yes, I, I this is depressing. I don't want to talk about
0: it. Okay. That. So we'll move on. I, it's it's here's depressing, hope-
1: but it, it's also there's a little part of me that's like, "Hey, you know what? If it doesn't happen, I would love to see Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl." Yes.
0: I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. So anywhere Dak will go, I would be sitting there being like Yeah, Instant, go. 19. Instantly my number it's gonna 2. Be team. Great.
1: Instantly my number 2
0: NFL team. Yeah. So, it'll be my number three, we'll, we'll call it that. So, um, but, uh, I do want to talk college basketball because this was one crazy week of college basketball and the big 12, uh, the big 12, uh, interconference play also started this week too. It was supposed to start with Texas and Baylor, but Baylor is following Gonzaga's lead here, and now they're starting to get loaded with COVID as well. And so you're just like, oh, what a game that could have been! But Dude, let's
1: and it's it's like it's frustrating because if it's you're looking at it going, if Baylor and Gonzaga both were going to have a lot of COVID anyway,
0: you just let them play. <laughs> they're all healthy athletes; they can handle it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I, yeah, that's uh, I'm only. 85 yeah oh, serious. yes right absolutely because sometimes you <laughs> want to look at it
1: and you, i mean you know
0: you hear some guy shooting someone in a movie theater for using his phone and you go oh I mean, you know. so uh, i do want to talk about I, I think that the format that i'm going to use here is that going forward rather than just sitting there going day by day and talking team by team i'll pick my game of the week this past week. Okay. And then I will give you the game to watch next week. Gotcha. Is how it's is how I want to do it. Yeah. But I do want to talk about two games last week. And the first one is I want to laugh at Kansas State for a little bit. You don't just lose to Fort Hays State, you get monkey stomped by Fort Hays State 81 to 68. The score app doesn't even recognize your logo. Wow. You're like, this is the first time that they've lost to a division two school since like 1919 (laughs) and they don't just lose. They just lose horribly. So Kansas state, what are you doing, man? Like it's your football team, let us down your basketball team. We knew that somehow, some way your basketball team is letting us down. Like we knew you were going to be bad. We didn't know that you were going to be this bad. Clean it up. The game the game of the week that I do want to talk about it happened on the same day it happened on December 8th but it was number eight Creighton versus uh number five Kansas that game went down to the wire and it took uh it took Jalen Wilson hitting a go-ahead three-pointer with 42 seconds left and then uh uh whenever uh Creighton went to the line they missed a a free throw with 1.1 seconds left to go, and it's and and that's what that was the difference in the game right there. And so that was just it was just it was it's nice to see games like that actually live up to the hype. Um, Creighton is going to be one of those teams that for a long time anyone who's followed followed college basketball Creighton's always been one of those teams that comes in as like the 13th seed in their bracket. Sometimes they come in as the eighth seed or whatever. If they had like a stellar year, it seems like Creighton is here and Creighton is here to stay. And I am super stoked to see where the Blue Jays go from from this loss. But I mean, really, it's one of those things that yes, they lost, but you couldn't have put forth a better effort because good on them. That game was just fantastic. If you ever if you have a chance, go back and watch the highlights of that game. But yeah, Jalen Wilson just looked incredible in that game. Uh, super clutch. And it was great to see something like that happen for him. Uh, Really, everything else this week, like everyone that every game that should have been won, was won by the Big 12 teams. Uh, TCU whipping up on Texas A&M on the 12th, so thank you for that, TCU. And then uh, West Virginia beat the number 19 Richmond Spiders, which of course they ended up upset. They ended up upsetting kentucky and that's what got them in the top 25 so i think richmond's gonna be one of those teams that they're gonna they enjoyed it while they had it but still that's a very strong win for the big 12 and west and west virginia so the polls get released today and of the top 15 teams the big 12 has five yeah baylor west virginia texas texas tech and um kansas no not here Kansas. Thank you so much. And this and props to Kansas because I forgot to mention this last week, but last week Kansas actually moves past the John Wooden UCLA Bruins of the 1970s for the most consecutive weeks in a row being ranked in the top 25. So good on Kansas. Like your football team sucks, but your basketball team is just phenomenal. So thank you for –
1: Phenomenal.
0: Building this awesome legacy that now lives within the Big 12, because beating John Wooden's UCLA Bruins in anything is a feat that does not need to be ignored. So good on them, Mavericks beat the Bucks again tonight, one twenty-eight, one twelve. Way to go, Mavs! I can't wait to read about that later. So, but anyway, uh, the game that I want to talk about this week is uh, the the game of the week that I do want to talk let about me, is.
1: Let me let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Kansas Texas
0: Tech yes and it's it has nothing to do with my love for Texas Tech but it's it's, it's one of the first uh, uh, it's one of the first proper big 12 games because the yeah. the, the first one that started was um, where is it oh no I'm so sorry it's it's uh, the first the first game is is tomorrow it's Iowa State and Kansas State but that is the start of the big 12 it was supposed right, to but, get started with Texas and Baylor um, Right, but it's yesterday.
1: It's, it's, since we're not getting Texas and Baylor, it's gonna be the first matchup between two big twelve teams that are both ranked.
0: Yes. So that game is December 17th at 7 PM on ESPN proper. So it's I'm I'm telling you, it's it, this is one of those games like you wanna see threes, you wanna see high scoring, high flying. This is the game that's gonna that, that you're gonna wanna watch. These are two teams that could easily be in the final four at the end of this year. Hell, Texas Tech was the last Final Four that was played. Texas was in it. Texas was in the last national championship you mean game that Texas was, Tech. Yeah, I'm sorry. Texas Tech was in the last national championship game that was played. So, I, like, it it does not get any better to be a Big Twelve a Big Twelve basketball fan. Please tune in and watch all these games if you can, but especially make sure that you tune in for that game Thursday. Texas Tech can't. Uh, Kansas at Texas Tech at seven p.m. It'll be six p.m. Central Time. Gotcha. So Thursday six p.m. on ESPN. Please make sure that you watch this and uh, yeah, fucking Big Twelve basketball, man. Dude, yeah, the, is it is the Big Twelve the new ACC? Dude, I'm telling, they're it's getting a basketball there. Basketball conference, dude. I, they're getting there, man. Because this is this is and one of those not, things that's that not just,
1: saying that the Big Twelve is bad at football. It's just they're not only half of the teams are in the top 15 teams in the country. That's the crazy thing. There's only 10 teams in the Big 12. Half of them are ranked in the top 15.
0: Yep. So... (laughs) I mean, it's it, and then and then everything you, everything from 14 down, there's not another Big 12 team. Like, it's the teams are either really good or they're or they're losing division two schools. Or so, really bad or really bad. So, it's 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 gonna be kind of like the stars in their division right now that they've that their new realignment. It's you've got your top four teams and then you've got the rest <laughs> that are just shit. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to just watch Big 12 basketball, tomorrow night is Iowa State and Kansas State. Look for Iowa State to run away with that one. But then uh, Thursday, this Thursday, the 17th, 6 p.m., ESPN, Kansas at Texas Tech. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, Let's talk about a very uneventful, unfortunate week in the Big 12. Just because, for obvious reasons, two of the games were canceled. Yep because Oklahoma and West Virginia there was no point in that no one could get better or worse it could only hurt Oklahoma if someone gets injured for the national cha- or the uh, big 12 championship game yeah and then Kansas and Texas was canceled as well there was really no point in proving that and since Ke- since Texas now has a chance, of playing in the Big 12 Championship game, it is, an,
1: it is an outside chance, and as of right now, I don't think it'll happen. I
0: really hope it doesn't, man. Everyone on Iowa State and everyone on Oklahoma, please don't get COVID. That would just be a shame if Texas had to sneak in there because one of the teams can like got a got a nasty case of the COVID runs, and it, like it, that would just be awful. And I don't want to see that. I, I don't think you, as a Texas fan, want to see that either.
1: No, there's there's a little part of me that would laugh about it. You know, and uh, and say that it would be, if it if if Texas had to replace Oklahoma, then I would say, haha, it's re- it's payback. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. pay payback for two thousand eight, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to see it because the the Longhorns had the chance to to win. You know, all they had to do was beat Iowa State, and they were going to be in this game. You know, and they they didn't do it, so you know even as a longhorns fan i i don't want it to be some backdoor thing that they slipped in and you know and and maybe even if they won i wouldn't you know what i mean because then all you'd hear is uh is uh all the sarcastic oh texas is back and just like
0: just stop yeah so um, anyway,
1: so going to the actual scores, um,
0: yes, going to the actual scores. Boy, were we wrong about Oklahoma State and Baylor. I don't Technically, know. I wasn't wrong, but I was wrong whenever I said they would just barely cover the six points. Yeah. You were wrong in saying that they wouldn't cover. Yeah. So Oklahoma State whips up on Baylor 42 to three.
1: Yeah, but just barely, you know, covered by... Uh,
0: Thirty-three points, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is not that great? <laughs> so I mean, and, and I mean, uh, uh, Spencer Sanders. He also, I mean, yeah, he passed for over three hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns, but he still threw two picks. Here's the, and I mean, and he, I mean, he was twenty for thirty. Like, really, the only bad thing that he did was is he threw two picks. Like, had, so I don't know what you want to call that. And then Chuba Hubbard opted out as well, so he's gone. So obviously he's going to be entering into the NFL draft. Yeah, which I don't know. I I'm still thinking that he possibly should have played this game to show that his ankle isn't going to be an issue. I don't know.
1: I think I think at this point, like he's he's shown all he needs to show. Um, his ankle is gonna be an issue. Not it. it no, I don't really think anybody thinks his ankle is gonna be an issue going into the draft. You know what I mean? But if you were to play this game, he could re aggravate it and then it could potentially be an issue going into the draft. So I think the only thing that could have happened is either Chuba Hubbard confirms what everybody already thinks, or he hurts himself as far as his draft stock. So I, I don't I don't see the uh the point in Chuba Hubbard playing this game.
0: Well, and I mean and Dominic Richardson really appreciates Chuba Hubbard opting out. Yeah because uh hmm. does that mean that it's going to play while we're recording? Yeah. Okay. Do you just want to power through it? I can delete it. Okay. Yeah, you want to get that real quick? Would keep, keep No, talking. no, no, I will. I will. I'm sorry. I'm just saying Dominic Richardson, look at his look at his day. 23 rushes, 169 yards, three touchdowns. He had a uh he did have one fumble, but I mean it it if you're running the ball 23 times, then I mean it's one of those things that you can look at it and say uh maybe especially do you know how old he is who dominic richardson 30 no no is he like a freshman oh i don't know yeah i don't i don't either so i mean but it's but still like he still had a monster day so i mean it's still it. man that's amazing that they had three turnovers and baylor only scored three points
1: yeah (laughs) this is how bad baylor is they had 156 total yards total god bless it man it, it but even Baylor didn't, uh, sh- didn't uh, Charlie Brewer opt out though. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, I was about to say I didn't. No, I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see that. No, he didn't. It's just the 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 score app is weird when it comes to listing. Yeah, their passing comparisons. Yeah, I know. Uh, but still, I mean, he did not look. He's he's uh, he's entered into the transfer transfer portal by the way, so he's gonna go uh, play somewhere else. Charlie Brewer is, but he looked not very good this day this day uh, he looked not very good <laughs> that day uh
0: no no he did his
1: uh his he went 13 for 26 so his completion percentage was 50 percent, but 2.6 yards per attempt good god that's bad for running the ball right yeah that's bad for running
0: so i mean he probably he probably knew already going into this game that he was going to be transferring. Probably. So, what was the point? And, I mean, and I... The point is to show that wherever you land,
1: that uh, you don't suck
0: ass. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, it's just... Obviously, (laughs) where he's going, he's probably not happy with it anyway. Because, I mean, I'm sure that there's not a whole lot of Big 12 schools or really any of the Power 5 schools that are going to be lining out the door for him. Probably not. So, there's that. Probably not. And then... TCU beating up on LaTex. What a shocker. Yeah. 52 to 10. Yeah. Suck it. I mean Max I mean Max Duggan didn't Suck throw it, Terry Bradshaw. A, he didn't throw a pick. <laughs> 10, for, 10 for 13. So I mean they really stuck to their uh, they really stuck to their running game this one. I mean and uh, boy fuck did they and yeah, and I was wrong. One thirty six. I thought yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. the
1: running game was going to be slow. Uh, no sir.
0: Nope. They had their top rusher was one thirty six. Their next one was one thirty. Then fifty four. No fumbles. Uh, and three hundred and um, thirty three rushing yards. Yep. On Ken- the game, Kendra Miller and Zach Evans both combined for four touchdowns each. Or not each, but four touchdowns total, two each. So I mean. He just pretty much was just like Mike Winchell. All you had to do is exist between the two seconds that you from the snap yeah. and whenever you give Booby Miles the football, you know. Yeah. So it's just one yeah. of those things that. Uh, so good on TCU for qualifying for a bowl now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who they play. Like they'll probably get like the and Independence the, Bowl so or some there, shit.
1: It's actually you know um, with COVID common misconception uh you don't actually there wasn't an uh, uh a minimum standard for qualifying for a bowl game it's just whichever bowl if you get offered you know you'd go that's why when uh, lsu <laughs> announced their self-imposed one-year bowl ban and everybody's like you've won three games like uh, duh uh it, it would be like donald trump saying that he's not gonna be the president in 2021 it was like well f- duh
0: you yeah, are it's like like i'm i am i am opting out of my yeah of my fifth year as yeah, president i am <laughs> refusing uh well fucking dub dude um
1: <laughs>
0: how but- noble of you lsu thank <laughs> yes, you so yes. much
1: <laughs> thank you for falling on your sword <laughs> right and uh and waiting until the end of a very shitty year to be like you know what we're sorry for the whole booster's paying kids on the field thing and uh we're just gonna impose a one-year bowl ban and every bowl's going were you gonna
0: invite them yeah it's like who like did did you call them by accident were you gonna invite
1: them and then is that you
0: (laughs) did that and then (laughs) i really lsu
1: it's almost like they did it because they knew they were gonna beat florida and they did it just to be like hey oh and by the way florida should not have been a top 10 team by
0: the way just so you know (laughs) nope and I don't think, once again, and I don't think Ohio State should be in the top four. We've already had that argument off mic. I'm just, drives me nuts. The This is what drives me absolutely crazy. And I know that I said Iowa State, but really, like, they shouldn't have lost Oklahoma State. Because now that Oklahoma State has lost mm-hmm. lost to TCU, it does not make that loss look any better. And it sucks that that happened, not recently, but, like, closer. So, But I think that if, I think if Iowa State really takes it to Oklahoma, I think that they make a strong case. I don't think that anyone is jumping them because I don't... Jumping them being o- yeah, Ohio yeah, State yeah. because I don't I, 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 I don't see Northwestern beating Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship.
1: I think what it would take to get... Uh, to get Iowa State in there because really... Excuse me. You're going to have to... Uh, you're going to have to jump Texas Tech. Or not Texas Tech. Texas A&M. If you want to be if if you want to throw Iowa State in there, and, and they're not going to be playing because Notre Dame and Clemson are playing each other yeah. in the in the uh, championship, and if that game's not close, then the loser won't be in the playoff. And I think in that scenario, especially if Notre Dame beats Clemson again,
0: that would be Clemson's second loss, both to Notre Dame. Yeah. So and and A and M's just sitting at home watching.
1: Yeah. And uh, see, I love when- it. I think the only scenario is like if if Clemson if Notre Dame beats Clemson again. And Iowa State like beats Oklahoma by like fifty. I'm mean, not not really fifty, but you know like just knocks. No, the I mean dog, I think if just, I think
0: if they beat them by fifty, yeah, oh, that's, wait, that's of a, course, that's a good of course, yeah. But
1: I'm saying if they just knock the dog shit out of them and and handle them for sixty minutes, then that's the scenario where I see
0: Iowa State jumping Texas A and M. Do you see them jumping, and getting that fourth spot? But do you but see them jumping Indiana and A and M? Yeah, just if, to get if they be, if they beat yeah. Oklahoma by that much, yeah. I don't know, man. I think that if it, I mean, I know that this is like poor, poor, pitiful me in the Big 12, but I just think that the Big 12 would I think that the 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 voting committee would look at that and say like, "Well, yeah. It is Big 12, so is right. it really that impressive that they beat Oklahoma by that much?" So, I think that they would probably rank them 5th, but they wouldn't give them. They wouldn't put them over an SEC team.
1: I mean, what SEC team would they have a worse record than? George has got two losses already.
0: Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Florida, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Florida, I see I see what you're asking. I'm sorry. have three losses. No, I know, but I mean A&M, that's what I'm talking about. Like is an A&M's not playing that's this true. week. That's true. That's what but I'm saying. Like they're not going to put them over I A&M. Really think of them as an SEC team, but, but they are. I know. That's the thing. I know. I know. I'm just saying that's why I wasn't like Oh, and course. this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those things where A and M and Alabama are gonna play each other in that first round. But but I mean if you if you look at it, that first of all okay if you don't file follow
1: Kyle Umling on or I'm I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, but on Twitter he's a uh, if you're a Texas fan definitely do that because he uh, has a thing he calls Aggie Fact Thursday and it's just random stats that you go there's no way that true, you, uh, that's true and that's true you look it up and you're like holy shit that's true, um, Texas A and M. Has more wins against teams that fired their coach this year than they
0: do against teams with winning records. So I know, but I'm just telling you there is definitely an SEC bias whenever it comes to it, and I'm telling you, sure there
1: is. But but the win against Florida doesn't look as good now. The win against Georgia doesn't look as good now. I know, I know. All Tennessee has uh, all, all, uh, and and we're also assuming that Texas A&M will get past Tennessee, who is playing their best football right now. So, I mean, I think that Texas A&M will win, but it's not a foregone conclusion. And Texas A&M, I think, could fall prey to the, well, we should have been in the... and then dropping that game. You know? So, there, there's a lot more scenarios than just the one, but I think if, if Notre Dame beats Clemson for a second time and Iowa State handles Oklahoma... I think, I think SEC bias or not, I, I think
0: that Iowa State gets in. All right, so let's talk about the Big Twelve Championship then. Okay. Man, is this exciting! I get like, I, like this is the game that we all hope and prayed for. So, well, as of right now, Oklahoma is favored by five and a half points. Mhm. And that this game, man, what a. What an awful way to play the Big Twelve Championship game, but they got to play it at noon. But I mean, it is no with no, no respect, no respect. I know, I know. So, where where do you see this one heading, bud?
1: Well, uh, before we talk about score predictions, let's talk about the other time that they have played this season. Okay, which was uh, week. Three. It was October third. Yeah, October third. Uh, Iowa State won thirty-seven to thirty on a on the the back of a uh, uh, yeah two touchdowns in the final ten minutes. Yeah, to take a uh, yeah a thirty-seven to thirty point lead. Spencer Rattler, not his strongest game, threw a pick at a crucial time that ended up being what sealed it. Uh, Brock Purdy looked good, not great, but it was 37 to 30. I think right now both offenses look a lot better.
0: Yeah, well, really it was Brees Hall that game. Yeah. That it, really, that really, he yeah. was that was really was took over the deciding factor yeah. in that
1: game. Uh, I, but I think both both offenses right now look a lot better. Um, so I don't. Based on what we saw earlier in the year, it's really okay. Do we? How much better does Oklahoma's offense look versus how much better does Oklahoma, Iowa State's offense look? And I'll be honest, and I, I, you, nobody will believe me that this isn't my bias showing. It doesn't matter because you know nobody's going to listen to me anyway. But. I think that Iowa State's offense looks like they have improved more than Oklahoma's offense does. So I think all that to say, I think Iowa State wins 45-35.
0: I think I am inclined to agree with you and I think that the the best the the best example that I can use is that look at what Iowa state did two weeks ago against West Virginia, who has the statistically had the best defense in the big 12 this year. Yeah. And they just, they took it to them. I was, uh, uh, West Virginia didn't even score on Iowa State. And I'm not saying that their offense is this powerhouse, but still, this is impressive that they were able to do this against this West Virginia team whose offense had shown a lot of promise in certain spurts there. So you never knew which West Virginia offense was going to show up. Mm-hmm. But West Virginia didn't even score until the third quarter. Right. And they were able to put up 42 on the top-ranked defense in in the Big 12. So yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a blowout. Not, uh, and ten points isn't a blowout, yeah. but I don't think that the 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 spread is gonna be that big. I think that the score is gonna be 38-42 Iowa State.
1: Yeah. Either way, I don't I don't I don't think unless there's a like unless Tennessee beats AM and uh Clemson beats uh sorry, Notre Dame beats Clemson and then some other craziness happens and Ohio
0: State loses. And I, th- I, I don't think, think
1: there's any way that, that Iowa State actually will make it into And the, I, I think
0: Purdue has to beat Indiana, too. Yeah. I think Purdue has to beat uh, Indiana. Oh. Because Indiana's above, ranked above Iowa State right now in the AP poll. For some reason. Right now. No, I know. I know it is. I know it is. It's just... Yeah. I it, And so I... But oof. I think if Indiana... I think if... Right. I, but I think if Indiana goes out and handles Purdue like they probably will, then I think that they're going to look at that and say, "Well, Indiana beat the people in front of them too soundly, so we're not. You're going to be put at like number five, but we're just and that's but if A and M loses, and also, that's if Clemson loses to Notre Dame."
1: I think I don't know because the 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 committee is going to have to take into account the fact that there is one team or two teams really in the Big Ten that looked like they were ready to play and it was Ohio State and Indiana. They didn't even get to play each other, but you look at the teams that they've beaten and wah wah, you know, like if I, if Ohio State doesn't get in like there's I don't think there's any way Indiana is going to get in. I, I think it, the fact that it's even a question whether or not Ohio State is going to get in I don't think there's any way that you put in Indiana over Iowa State if it comes down to the two. You know what I mean? If it right now I think Indiana's ranked higher than than Iowa State because it's it it's not really an issue, but if craziness happens, that can happen. I think you go if you're going head to head, Iowa State is the better football team and I think the college football playoff committee
0: uh, I, would Ohio would State and Indiana did play each other this year. They did? Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. And so, Ohio State Ohio won State 42-35. Won.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: So that's, that's really the big thing is that Ohio State has that win over Indiana, who was also ranked in the top 10 at that point in time, too. Yeah. So.
1: But they really do look like the only teams that showed up.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, I know. Out of the Big Ten. Yeah, I know. I know. Because, I mean, Penn State... They they started off the year ranked high and then they just kept losing and losing and losing and I mean there's yeah, really Mich- no one else. Michigan, Michigan, awful, awful this year. Michigan State, awful this it's like, year. It's Rutgers, it's like they're, they're only, awful.
1: They're only playing each other. How does everybody have a losing record?
0: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is what the Big Twelve used to look like, you know, like 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 you would always say that about the Big Twelve. But so yeah, I'm I'm hoping that Iowa State gets in there because I think that they've earned it, especially with everything that they've had to kind of go through as a program itself and how much that they have really been able to rebuild that program into this big powerhouse and i'm telling you i'm gonna root so hard for iowa state like i've never really rooted for any other team outside of texas tech before you know so we'll see and speaking of that matt wells coming back as texas tech's coach so there's not that chance, but they did fire David Yost. And I was like, yes, that's what they should have done. And then you go, maybe Art Browles for offensive coordinator. And I'm like, damn it. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah. So like, real quick, we'll talk about the, uh, the coaching situations because it's been updated for since, since we last talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Del Conte, the uh, athletic director for the University of Texas, has come out and said that Tom Herman will be the head coach for the Texas Longhorns in the 2021 season. Now, you could say he's lying. You don't have to believe it. I'm just saying that's what he said. So it appears as though that job is not going to open up. Uh, Matt Wells, as you said, is staying as the head coach. That job's not going to open up. Kansas isn't firing Les Miles because, let's be honest, anything he does is going to be an improvement. So... Why would you get rid of a national championship winning head coach because he hasn't won a game yeah. yet? Oh no, I know, but you've got to,
0: yeah, you've got to give him time though. Yeah. You yeah. still and, and he gets as much time as he needs. Exactly. Because like you get, yeah, you get someone like Les Miles to agree to come. You're like, you do know that you're coaching football at Kansas, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dave Aranda, you know, Baylor didn't look very good this year, but that job's still safe. It was his first year there. Uh Gary Patterson, job safe always. Lincoln Riley job safe Matt Campbell Iowa State might end up being the only head coaching position that may potentially open up and I
0: hope it doesn't man like he really this is like his baby and he's like he has really seen this thing through for like from how bad it used to be up until now. And I, I really hope that he sticks it out. I hope that this is one of those things that he looks at it and goes, uh, uh, like I'm staying here. Iowa state is going to be one of those teams that it's going to be revered, not just in the big 12, but it's going to be revered in the entire, uh, in the entire country.
1: So it's, uh, it's funny that you should mention that. I, I, I think of Matt Campbell and I think of good, solid football teams. Uh, it's just over the past since, uh, since 2016, so this is his fifth year at Iowa State. He's don't just, give
0: up any rankings, though. Don't tell me if they because don't forget about the trivia question. I'm not gonna give up. Okay, it okay. Uh, it,
1: it's it's his uh, fifth year with the program, but you, I mean, you you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, they've always had solid teams. They always crazy things happen in Ames, you know whatever his first year, they went three and nine. Okay. It's his first year, you know, you get a, whatever uh, his second year, eight and five. Third year, eight and five last year, seven and six. So this year really is the first year where it, it, the product really matches how everybody's felt about Mount, about Matt Campbell. And, uh, I think that the, the the idea that this is Matt Campbell's baby and he wants to compete here and wants to compete for a national championship at Iowa state, which is what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if that's, if that's really uh, entirely true. I think that he's shown that he can be the type of guy who can do a lot with a little. And this year, the big 12, uh, the, the usual suspects stumbled out of the gates And uh, open the door enough for Matt Campbell's team to put their foot in. You know, but uh, as far as um, Matt Campbell really thinking that he can compete for a national championship at Iowa State, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Whether he wants to or not, I don't think is relevant. I think if he gets offered the Auburn job, he takes it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really just going to depend on how this game goes Saturday. Yeah. That's really going to—because, I mean, Oklahoma's getting another shot at it. This is one of the few blemishes that they had on their season, and they yeah. get a chance to write that wrong. And Iowa State gets to come out and show, like, hey, the, like, that first game wasn't a fluke. Like, right. Oklahoma—like, we won that game. Oklahoma didn't lose it. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I see what you're saying. I really do. I think that whenever I said that all that stuff about Matt Campbell, I think it's just wishful thinking. Yeah,
1: cuz you want to, I, you
0: want to see someone stick it out with a program like that that starts off 3 and 9 and then mm-hmm. it's like consistently winning 8 and 5, 8 and 5, 7 and 6. Yeah, but then now where they are and it's just 8 and 2. So yeah. it, with yeah. the,
1: with the 12 game season, they still could have ended up at 8 and 5.
0: Yeah. They could have, but I mean it's just still uh, like but, but, but I mean we'd never know.
1: Right, right. But that's what I'm saying is the feeling that Matt Campbell is putting out these the this program that's you know, so that's uh, um, on the doorstep of really competing. I think that feeling has not necessarily been the case and that this year we're seeing it, but it also could be a little skewed by Texas, not taking the step forward that everybody thought they were going to take. Right. And every other team in the big 12 taking a step back.
0: Right. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll just, we'll just have to play the game on uh we'll just have to play the game and see how it goes trivia
1: trivia
0: do, 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 do. all yeah, right I guess so I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm changing my mind because I mean I'm sitting here trying to think like even recently whenever they would fit and I can't even think of a time in recent memory so I'm gonna say three times
1: well you and that's
0: that's that's just a guess are you in are you including this here? No, no, okay, so I'll say four. I'll say four, including this year.
1: Well, you're wrong. Okay,
0: <laughs> I figured. So how, so how many is it? It is two. Oh, including this year? No. Oh, okay. No,
1: that's why I was asking. Like, are you ah, okay. Uh, assuming that they don't, you know, they could lose to Oklahoma and then turn around and lose a bowl game and finish eight
0: and four. And yeah, and be outside of the still yeah, and still do it yeah, outside of the top twenty-five.
1: Outside of the top twenty-five, but in the year two thousand, they finished at twenty-fifth. Oh man, with a record of nine and three. Okay, and in nineteen seventy-six, they finished nineteenth with a record of eight and three. So Hmm. those are the only two times in Iowa state football history that they have finished ranked in the top 25 of the AP poll.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
1: They, the 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 highest they have ever been ranked. Wanna guess?
0: No. Uh 5th.
1: No, it's 8th right now. Right now? Oh, really? Right okay. Now. So,
0: there you go well, yeah good on matt campbell yeah yeah well are you spent buddy sure I'm, yeah i'm getting ready here so this is we're gonna we're gonna stick to doing promos like i did like wrestling promos like i did the one with rick flair but this one i'm gonna do a little bit differently it's not it's not gonna be rick flair And I've also adjusted it to kind of fit the Big 12 championship here. I know this isn't a college podcast, but it's just this is an exciting time to be a college fan. And I think that you guys are going to recognize this, wrestler. If you don't, then I'm sorry that you just didn't appreciate wrestling in the 90s. I've been rehearsing this all day, so here's hoping I don't screw this up. Finally... Iowa State has come back to the Big 12 championship game. Art Briles, let Iowa State understand this for a second. Last season, the NCAA wants to keep your ass far away from any sideline, and now this season, you're the number one contender for Texas Tech's head coaching job? Well, Iowa State realizes why that is. It's because you've got a a three-foot nose, you turn it sideways, and you stick it straight up Ken Starr's ass. R. Bryles, Iowa State says, next season, head coaching job or offensive coordinator job, Iowa State is going to do to you exactly what we do best. And that's lay the smack down on your candy ass. Now, on to the Oklahoma Sooners. Iowa State understands what took place. The night you qualified for the Big 12 championship game, Lincoln Riley got down on his knees, put his little hands together, and he said a prayer. And it sounded like this. Oh, dear God. You see, my name's Lincoln, and we just qualified for the Big 12 championship game. But there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that we absolutely suck. And then, at that point, Lincoln, Owen Fields started to shake. The heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this. Bob, but my name is Lincoln. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. You do suck. But there is one thing, and one thing only, you can do. You must go find the one team that is simply electrifying. You must go find Iowa State. Oh, but God, anyone but Iowa State, know your role and shut your mouth! And then, Oklahoma, as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek, and piss rolled down your leg, Owen Field started to shake again. The clouds parted, the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices all said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what Iowa State is cooking.